God damn it. Everlasting love. Tabarumin eyes, look into my eyes. I have couple eyes. Everlasting love. I have couple eyes. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. No whiskey, no rum. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is another guy who wants to know how many bear traps and flares will fit in a 4x4. It's Mark. That's me. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this month, we're doing our three winter horror movie picks. Not really Christmas in any way, but uh, Mine's it Christmas. could be Christmas. And maybe a war on Christmas. <laughs> it started, the war on Christmas. Fuck it. Um, but we're getting to the first one of those with my pick, which was 2007's 30 Days of Night. And we will dive into that real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the living shit out of it. So fair warning on that. But first, we better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes. What are your beers for these fears? I got two for you. Yay. First off, this movie is about darkness. Uh, yes. I am drinking the Outer Darkness Russian-style Imperial Stout from Squatters. Good. Okay. Good. I mean, it's ostensibly about darkness. We're going to get into that in <laughs> when we talk about the movie. but uh... Uh, This is an 11% beer, so... Woof. It is then, Saturday. Have you, guys, have you guys... I need to bring you some Outer Darkness. It's one of our like staple beers out here. It's pretty Bring good. it up. Bring it up. Uh, and then I also grabbed a Guns and Oil lager. Uh, yeah. There's guns in this movie, and there's oil in this movie. And the oil itself is pretty dark, so... Darkness uh, and darkness. Yeah, both of those guns. things feature prominently. I, I have a question for you, which I'm sure the listener really needs to hear about. Where did you <laughs> get this guns and oil lager? We can we can get those in Salt Lake. You can. And yeah, are those brewed in Boise show. or are those brewed in Austin? Oh, great question. I'm sure uh, they're brewed in Austin. Please hold. I would think so. The Boise one isn't even fully up and running yet for distribution? It's, it's, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guns and Oil is a brewery that focuses only on lagers. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So uh, they, Pilsners, too, maybe? I, I think it's just lager. They're okay. a lager brewery. They're from Austin, Texas. They recently moved to Boise, and I, they, it took them a while to get up and running. They actually, I think, did some market research, felt like Guns and Oil wasn't going to play. Yeah. And the brewery it, here, as it exists, is called Western Collective, but they keep the Guns and Oil lager line and brew more than just lagers here. That's cool. It's highly confusing. It is very confusing, but it's also... I'm fine with not naming yourself after this, guns these this. days. That seems to be what happened, maybe. <laughs> Jake, help us. What are your Ooh. beers for these fears? And make them less confusing, please. I also have two beers. Oh, and God. I actually have a story that accompanies mine because this neither- This going to be less confusing at all. It is. Neither of my beers are the beers that I set out to get. I had a hell. <laughs> I'm having a doozy of a day, you guys. So I went to the store looking for beers uh, this morning, and my the beer that I was hunting down was Alaskan Winter. Because this movie is about winter in Alaska. Out. Yeah, that's a really solid. I'm pick. yeah. This did you find that? Beer? I did not find that beer. This is a story of me explaining what my thought process was. So hopefully the the hit of my not great beer selection will be dampened. Uh, beer number two, it was my backup plan, was Dark Star, which is an imperial stout brewed by Fremont Brewing. Pretty good. They also didn't have that. They didn't have shit that I wanted. <laughs> so I ended up with a New Belgium accumulation because it's wintry, and it was really like the only winter ale that I could find. Okay. And then I also picked up by Woodland Empire Beast Moans. Uh, 
there aren't really beasts in like the Cthulhu sort of way that you would see on this can. Yeah. But but there are moans. There are plenty of moans in this movie, and they're pretty bestial in the way they exist. So eh. Yeah. I tried. I ended up with beer, and that's what's important, right? It sure is. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that about uh, Alaskan winter. Yeah. I tried to get the same beer. Yeah. Went to a different place than you. Yeah. They had Alaskan Amber Ale. Sure. Uh, I asked the guy if they had winter. He said, no, we just ran out. Um, right. So it didn't really matter where you went. You wouldn't be able to get it, apparently. Well, that's what, that's my favorite Alaskan beer. Yeah, it's, it's a very good it's a Alaskan good beer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I knew this beer existed. It's a winter beer, and it, they brew it with spruce tips. It's nice. It's very Ooh. good. Yeah. That does sound good. Delicious. Uh, instead, I am drinking Blood Orange Rustler. Um, one, because blood, vampires, all sure. that stuff. And then Rustler, these guys are kind of, the vampires in this movie are kind of close to the archetypal Rustler from an old Western. Sort Right? They come in uh, from nowhere. They yeah. fuck shit up. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're laying waste to a town. I mean, they're- Well, except that they're not doing any rustling whatsoever. Yeah. They're just coming to destroy. Uh, I mean- There's at least- some westerns where they kill the dogs before stealing all the cattle. So that's not rustling, though. That's just being a dick. Well, it's they're leading up to the. They didn't get around to the rustling because they died. <laughs> they were going to steal all the cattle out of Barrow, Alaska. They were those fuckers. That was their end game all along. <laughs> Notable point here: all the cattle in Barrow, Alaska, are seals. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled the Kansas City shuffled. All the, the whole townsfolk thought they were just there for the for the blood, but they were actually there for the seals. Exactly. They didn't get them. Exactly. They really got off topic. <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm hung over this morning, boys. Important and, for the listener. Jake, I'm sitting on the opposite side of the table I usually sit on. It's kind of throwing off my whole game. I'm not going to lie to you. Your game is perched atop like a balanced rock. You can A strong wind will put you off your game. Yeah. It's not easy to maintain this level of excellence, Mark. It's a delicate balance. Okay, that's fair. Mark, I get Mark, a, stri- a stride like that is almost impossible not to break. <laughs> and that's why we're so appreciative, Jack, that you are able to maintain it, despite Thank strong you. winds and changing sides of tables and severe hangovers. Hey, Jack. It's hard being me. What's our next segment? <laughs> Well, Jake, ordinarily, this would be where we talked about what else has been rocking our horror worlds over the course of the last week, but uh, this month, we actually kind of got close to the beginning of the month. Yeah, Um, it's going to be like the third. Yeah. Look at that, listener. Instead, we'll be doing the horror release roundup, where we check out all the upcoming horror movies, and uh, over at the website, we'll give you the complete list of movies coming out in December of 2018. Give you some thoughts on all of them, but here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. So, Jake. Yeah. What is your bottom one? Uh, one of the Christmas ones, actually. Yeah, there's it's a Decem- lot. Look, it's December. Yeah, Let's it's talk December. About they're going to be holiday-themed, mostly Christmas-themed horror movies that come out. The one that I'm settling on is called The Krampus Carol. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm focusing on this one. It, look, it does look like one of the worst- Movies ever made. Mo- like, one of the worst movies in terms <laughs> of just, like, production- It looks terrible. From the month, but I'm focusing on it because it also has some really- sig- It seems like significant tone issues because it doesn't seem to be playing itself as tongue-in-cheek as some of the other garbage that's yeah. being thrown out that kind of knows it's garbage. Okay. You can do the, like, I want to be so bad that I'm good thing. Yeah, but you still just make a bad movie. This doesn't- Yes, but this doesn't <laughs> even seem- This seems to be taking itself at least somewhat seriously. And it is baffling. Yeah. This is also like a three-minute trailer that exists as two segmented halves that really are very different. And then the last thing that I'm going to say about this is that uh, this is by no means on the filmmaker, but I'm just going to point it out because it's a huge lump of coal for this month in general. It kind of encapsulates all of it. This is a Christmas-themed horror movie that's coming out on the 28th of December. (laughs) So... 
It's not. Great. Yeah, you got that. That's not. That's not fantastic. Not excited. Won't watch. No, no. I I'm gonna go next. I picked a Christmas themed movie too. This one certainly isn't going to be the worst movie that's coming out in December. Okay. But it's the one that I just couldn't possibly give a shit about. I picked uh, Christmas Blood or Yuli Blood. Yule Blood. Oh, the Norwegian. Yeah, fucking... Santa's a serial killer. It's, you, you definitely got it right with Yuli Blood. Yuli Blood. Yeah, I think I nailed it. Yeah. Yuli's Gould. This seems like Silent Night, Deadly Night, but in Norway a it's, little bit. Yeah, fuck. I mean, uh, okay. Does it, though? I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not. I interested. actually kind of am excited about that movie. <laughs> really? Why? Really? I I don't know. It looks kind of fun. It's like a yeah serial killer, but it's Santa. It's Woo. it's Halloween in Sweden. Nothing about serial killer, but it's Santa is like exciting anymore, I, it's man. It's so generic. I just don't all give right, a all shit. Right, fine. So I just picked the one I'm least excited about. Shit all over my dreams. Which Mark is fine. Yuli Blood. I think is the official pronunciation. Yep. Yeah. Mark, what's your bottom one? My bottom one is not a Christmas-related movie. Hey. I gave mine to A Brilliant Monster, which is seemingly set in the middle of the summer, coming out on December 1st, and it's just sort of about a dude who's like really smart but also kind of evil. Look, I mean, it probably embodies the spirit of the season, though, a lot like, uh, like a lot of people are saying about The Omen and being a Halloween movie. A lot of people are saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's You're what right. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard that. The boards are lighting up. <laughs> Nothing says Halloween like June. Yeah. Uh, I look. I the, honestly, man, this month is kind of my bottom one. Where we are in the firm doldrums of post-Halloween horror hangover. Like you have movies that are coming out that are related to the holidays. Usually, those are not very good, and you don't have much else. We did have a surprise last year, though. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot remember the title of that movie. Yeah, thanks. That's good radio. <laughs> um, I think it's weird, actually. Like December always seems sort of just like where things go to die. I feel like there's someone who, someone in the industry is just like, oh, it'll come out in 2018. Don't worry about it. And then like November 30th hits, and they're like, oh shit, I said, but this was gonna come out in 2018. We better just rush this out, <laughs> guys. Get this out the door is, in the next two weeks. It's is that go. why Leprechaun Returns is coming out this month? Fuck, man. Also, that movie I'm also not convinced that it's coming out this month. That doesn't fair. look terrible, but like, why? It's a leprechaun movie. Yeah, I I will say this. I kind of wanted to shit on sci-fi at first for being like, uh, why don't you fucking just remake another IP? Awesome, hooray! But sci-fi, unlike a lot of horror outlets, goes bananas on original content. So I can't really give them shit for doing a remake because they produce a tremendous amount of original batshit insane IP. And so. props to them also. Yeah. I feel like they're the numero uno source of creature features anymore and they're not always good. They're almost never good, but I mean... They're almost never good, but they there exist. There aren't that many yeah. other creature features out in the zeitgeist right now. Yeah, I I mean, but Leprechaun in December, if it does happen in December, is a weird thing. I mean, maybe they just don't want to compete in what's probably a more competitive month like March. But I'm also not going to watch a Leprechaun movie that doesn't have Warwick Davis in it. So Yeah, that's yeah. fair, dog. Yeah. Or Jen Aniston. She should reprise her role. I mean, you say that, but also, like, the Leprechauns in the Hood and Leprechauns in Space didn't have Jennifer Aniston, and they were both great, so. Well, great is aggressive. Uh, they were both watchable. <laughs> yeah, watchable people. Leprechaun great. in the Hood is pretty problematic, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. It's, what? It's, a problem. it's your dark horse pick, Mark. My dark horse pick, it was kind of hard this month, actually, because there's like a really weird array of quality this year. Or, uh, yeah, I guess this December. Um, I went with, I felt like I had to pick a Christmas themed movie somewhere in my three, so I went with All the Creatures Were Stirring. 
which is an anthology flick okay. about it's it's just a couple like four or five stories about things that happen on Christmas. And I'll admit going in, this is shot not in the highest quality. It's a low budget movie. But mm-hmm. I think there's promise here. I think I like in general the anthology space, particularly around Christmas. And maybe this movie just did enough to remind me of a Christmas horror story, which is a great movie that everyone should go watch right now and is another anthology starring William Shatner. But uh, I could see this being something I throw on while my parents have gone to bed and it's like 9 p.m. and I have nothing to do. <laughs> Let me ask you boys this. Okay. Uh, I, the trailer was my first exposure to this particular movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did not realize it was an anthology on first viewing of that trailer. There is nothing in that trailer that indicates it's an anthology. Well, aside from the fact that if you're keeping track, be. there's like 75 different characters, and that would be the most yeah. bonkers, They're, complicated it, movie you've ever seen yeah. if it's not an anthology. I, yeah, to be fair, we are assuming that it's an anthology, but I, it better be. It better be, Jack. Well, and it it's is. A, I mean, the, the official synopsis, the official synopsis that's listed on IMDb, is uh, that a couple walk into a strange theater and then they're shown a bunch of shorts about Christmas stories by an unseen. What a weird frame narrative! <laughs> I don't, I don't hate it. I bet it's a porn theater. There was. I watched a movie that had a frame narrative almost the same. Uh, that sci-fi monster movie I had to watch because I lost a bet. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was called. Oh, a strange yeah, 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 or something. I don't monster, think that's Monsterland. even close to what it was called. Monsterland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the same frame narrative. Yep. So it's been done. Uh, I don't hate the pick, though. It does look kind of decent. I, I have concerns about it. seems like all of the different shorts are going to have a, this uh, at least a similar tone that's sort of humorous. And I think something that makes good anthologies good is some diversity in the way in which the different shorts take themselves. Yeah. No, that's totally. not always the case, but usually anthologies that I like have some diversity there, and this doesn't seem like it's, it's going to have that. So I guess Dark Horse is right, Mark. Dark Horse and not my top one. <laughs> What did you guys have yeah. as your Dark Horses? Yeah, Jake, what did you have? I kind of just want to give it to Netflix because I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm also hoping that something that we don't know about at the time of this it's conversation is going to drop and it'll be great. That we haven't seen because they haven't said yeah. anything about them. Uh, it's, right, it's going to happen. But to pick something here, I guess I'll go with Night Flyers. This looks like it could be interesting. There's definitely Event Horizon-ness to it, but it's a TV show. On sci-fi. Not mm-hmm. really into TV shows. It's on sci-fi as well. Uh, I'm going to give it to that. There's a really huge bench of shitty-looking movies this month. Can't pick those. This one seems to have promise, but it doesn't really fit my wheelhouse, so I'll go with that. I like that. No, that's that's a fine pick. Um, Jack didn't have a else? Dark Horse picked out. Anything else? <laughs> Look, Ladies and gentlemen out there in land, Jack did not have a Dark Horse selected before this is we the started sound. This. No, I definitely had a Dark Horse selected. I did pick Sleigh Bells as my Dark Horse. Um, I was Why? trying to bring, go tab over to the correct tab of my notes. I was trying okay. to do that. Um, I picked Sleigh Bells because this does look like a frankly pretty bad, you know, another Christmas horror movie. But at least yes. this one looks kind of fun and different. They're going for something. This one doesn't feel like all the fucking other ones. And I get significant Tragedy Girls vibes from this, and that movie was awesome. This seems like it's going to... Uh, okay, whatever. For the record, I would significantly rather watch Julie Blood than Sleigh Bells. Me too. Eh, at least Sleigh Bells is going to be different. Okay. What is our top one, boys? What are we most excited for? And did any of us pick a Christmas movie? Mark? No. Well, I didn't. I picked Bird Box. Oh, shit. Me too. A. What a weird title. Netflix. Uh, B. Phenomenal cast. C. I'm not tired of this ripoff of A Quiet Place type movie yet. So, hooray. Trifecta. Is there, are there other ripoffs of A Quiet Place? 
No, but I'm sure with if this one succeeds and A Quiet Place was like one of the biggest movies. <laughs> but you of the said year, yet, this... like you could have possibly been tired of it after well, being the I first mean, one. I mean, let's be real. This is this is a straight up direct ripoff of that movie. I mean, it's a very similar concept. It seems like right. Uh, I do want to dive into it in terms of like production and writing, which was written when. Uh, I don't. I mean, it can't just. It, they can't what? have started writing it after A Quiet Place came out. I cannot imagine that to be the case. Why? I bet that they did. Why would you? Why would you? What? What are you talking about? That's a quick turnaround, dog. That is such a quick turnaround with all the high name actors they got. I, I mean, Netflix got some, got some pull, man. If you can throw that script together, oh fuck! I, I almost guarantee that this is not the case. Yeah, I I can imagine this being the one. But that, that like, doesn't mean that it wasn't informed by it. Like people are going to know in the industry are going to know about a movie prior to its release. But John Krasinski and, has been pretty tight lipped about a Quiet Place before. I, I almost wonder if this is like a. Uh, one of those situations where they were writing it and working on it slowly, and then all of a sudden a quiet place comes out, and they're just like, fuck. So I immediately I- regret uh, making a stance, because this is actually based off of a book from 2014. Nice. By uh- Josh Mallerman. So, so there you go. Well, I mean, the other thing is maybe, uh, so maybe, I- I'm going to play devil's advocate to that, Jack, because okay. what, like, I don't see how this is a bad thing, like... Mark just said he's at least somewhat interested in it because he liked a quiet place. Yeah, there are co- tired of that. There are co- the I know how t- <laughs> shocking. Uh, there are coattails to be written here, and I think that it's going. It's coming right to Netflix. Low barrier to entry for a lot of people. I think that this is a really smart move, and they could have actually benefited from having a quiet place come out as more of like a theatrical thing. That's so, a good point. Yeah. yeah, I think this is my top one. It looks rad, Mark. It's a good pick. I'm excited about it, and the fact that we'll all just be able to sit down and watch it on, like, what does it come out, the 28th or something like that? Something like that. I mean, I love these things that are big-ass movies that just drop on Netflix. It's fantastic. It's nice. It's the new model. The side note to that, actually, is I find it really interesting that they're also doing a limited theatrical release for it. Well, the ha- it you still, That's the rules not... are, like, for being considered for awards, right? So the Ballad of Buster Scruggs came out in, like, a couple oh, of cities for eight days or something so they could get considered for awards, and then they drop it on Netflix. I see. Okay. Yeah. Jake, what is your top one? I was close to picking Bird Box as well. To be a little bit different, I did pick The House That Jack Built. This also seems interesting to me. Uh, There's a cast here, too. And despite the fact that this movie is a bit more of a tried and true formula, and I hope it's not too derivative of other things, yeah, it looks like a good, interesting, funny, dark movie to me. Trailer and I was, furious. I was surprised well, it's way too by long. the amount of humor they injected into it. Yeah. A lot of humor, but it infuriated me for a whole other and much more specific reason. Do tell. This is a movie called The House That Jack Built, Mm -hmm. and they played an old, I think, early 80s song. They played the Dave Bowie song in it. Why did they not just play The House That Jack Built by Aretha Franklin? In the trailer. Know. They wanted the tone of this. It doesn't that doesn't matter. Oh my god, it's such an easy oh. nitpicks. Now, the bigger nitpick here is that the trailer was three minutes long. Yeah, the trailer was obscene. But. I think the movie itself is pretty long, though, isn't it? I, 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 I better be. But that doesn't mean the trailer has to be. Your trailer has to be 2% of your movie's length. <laughs> no, yeah, that you're contracted for awards reasons. You have to release a trailer that's exactly 15% of your movie length. That's a legal law. It is a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie. Two that's, hours. Okay, minutes. that's too I'm long. I'm never going to watch this. That's too I'm long. I'm just never going to watch this. Uh, Fuck that. Well, I'm leaving it as my top one, though. It looks good. Okay. It does, and th- I mean, to your point, this is one that we've seen coming since 2017. I mean, I remember looking at uh, doing prep for the Omnibus last year, and this was one of the ones that was coming out. Sure. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're like, oh, uh, Uma Thurman. You're just doing your monthly Uma Thurman search, and you're like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark's Uma Thurman Google alert yeah, pinged. Exactly. <laughs> Rubbed one you out guys real are quick. Joking, but there's really, I mean, that's not funny. That's just my life. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go to the feature presentation. Oh. Over at horror.com this week, we watched 2007's 30 Days of Night. I almost said Dark was the night, but that is not the movie we watched. Damn. I don't think. Pretty good movie, though. I like that movie. Yeah. This was my pick. Uh, Jake, you and I kind of started to get into this discussion a little bit off mic. Sure. How um, dare you? <laughs> I think that this came out uh, our senior year of high school. I saw it in theaters. I was wondering if you and I went to it together. I don't think we did. You're telling me no. This did w- well. not come out senior year of high school. This came out our freshman year of college. Well, e- we would have been equally likely. I went likely. to the midnight premiere with my roommates. <laughs> okay, so I don't recall having watched this in the theater, but the funny part about that is I would have been I, that is still in play because I could easily not remember most evenings from freshman we, year of college. We didn't drink freshman year of college. That's not true. We didn't really you guys drink weren't of age yet. That's not true. Eh. I remember a certain story from my freshman year. Go on. <laughs> Say more. No, it's fine. Uh, it's the Hunting Demon story. We referenced it just weeks ago. <laughs> you remember all the stories from your freshman year because you guys didn't drink yet is what I'm getting from this. I mean, it was pretty rare that we drank in freshman year. I don't know what you the hell Jack's like remembering. Steel trap. <laughs> Jack's mind in any is case, terrible. Uh, so. Great. Great recollection of our history with the movie. Good. Good. Mark, you went to this midnight premiere? Midnight premiere? Yeah. We, we had a string of midnight premieres that we like to go to as uh as freshmen, so this whole group of us would go down, and then the tracks doesn't run back up after, like, that's our public transport system in Salt Lake. Thanks. So it stops running at, like, 11 p.m. or something, so we'd have to walk back to the university. This was before the days of Uber and Lyft. So you could either get a taxi, which, I mean, as a bunch of poor college students, we didn't want to do, or you could walk the four miles back to campus uphill in the snow. Jeez. It was great. Both ways. So that's what we did. <laughs> totally worth it. Uh, in the snow is befitting of this movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was on brand. Yeah. Um, on top of that, this is one of the only movies I actually own. I bought this on DVD shortly after. Yeah, you after said it came that. Out. Oh shit! So but you're talking no DVD, not Blu-ray. I'm, I'm, I mean, literally a DVD, not a Blu-ray, uh, because I bought it in 2007 or 2008 or something. Uh, shortly after it came out. I okay, <laughs> very okay, and it's a uh, lot there. It's it's lost to time now. I have no idea where that where the actual. I was excited when you picked it because I was just I wasn't gonna have to pay for it. I was just gonna pop it into the old PlayStation and watch it, but uh, it's gone. I don't know where it is. Someone stole it from me. I bet it was one of you two. I, the only DVDs I own are, uh, Batman versus Superna- Superman and Mike and Dave made a porno. Need wedding dates. <laughs> Zach that and I, Miri made a porno. Yeah, Mike, no, and, Mike Dave and Dave need wedding, need wedding dates. dates, and I only own those because I accidentally bought them from Redbox. <laughs> Mike and Dave need a porno. What you're saying is I need to give you... St- I, I'm just going to start giving you DVDs for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Nice. You have okay, Death cool. Watch. Jake. Oh, I do have Death Watch. Shit, that's right. I think you have Ratter, too. Oh, uh, definitely. No, I gave that to Gracie. Oh, okay. Ooh! <laughs> Stay tuned, listener. We need to get Gracie's download on that movie. <laughs> uh, Jake. What? You don't remember watching this in theaters. Have you seen this movie prior to this video? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, re- I don't remember anything about what the circumstances were. I think were. we went to this movie together. Probably. That's what I'm putting together. But I remember, but I actually remember having watched it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. 
I've seen it. I don't know when it was. Neat. <laughs> yeah. Once Great story. You've seen this once, or what's the what's your number? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. I, I, Jake's, Jake's fried. You act, did you just, watch this movie done this with time? The world? I think I've seen it more than once. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen it twice. I'm, I was pontificating as to whether I might have seen it more than once prior to this. Get the fuck out of here, Mark. Jesus. God. Uh, and then I think we just jump directly into what the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into, right? That's the next thing we Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. No, we don't. We don't, there's though, a, Jack. There's a short segment we usually fit in yeah. between those two things. I don't know It about only that, really takes about 30 seconds. It's like 30 seconds of you talking, then 30 seconds of us berating you for being bad at talking. At least. Yeah, I'm not excited for this. I'm in yeah. no state to do a 30-second plot synopsis. Here. Well. 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. Clock starts when you start. A guy and his estranged wife live in a town in Alaska where the 30 days of night happen. Uh, They get stranded there. Uh, Weird shit starts happening, like the communications grid goes out, then the power grid goes out. Villagers, I guess they're not villagers, townspeople are getting killed off. They have Don't to look at the protect screen. themselves Keep going. from vampires. And Don't look at the screen. Eventually, the main guy turns himself into a vampire so he can punch a hole through the other vampire's head. And then they kill the rest of the... No, the other vampires run away. And then he disintegrates in the sun. After okay. it's time. Melissa okay, George. time. So Weird. You, <laughs> Weird. You skipped the entire plot of the movie. <laughs> no, no. You had... The plot. You had you had the setup and then the end, <laughs> and you mushed them together. Uh, I have a very important question. Isn't that for just you. what a movie is? Could you please differentiate for me a villager from a townsfolk? Uh, yeah, this is a. I I was thinking when I said villagers, I was thinking of like medieval villagers, and I don't think they're those. Those are called peasants, modern day. So do villagers just not exist anymore? I don't think it's a village. I don't know what the definition of a village is, but I don't think that there are so many Barrow, villages. Alaska I'm pretty sure in England they still call things villages. Well, Barrow, takes, Alaska isn't in England. Actually, funny story: Barrow, Alaska isn't even Barrow, Alaska anymore. Is it not? No, what doesn't even exist. Well, yeah, it was Jake is seriously googling. No, it actually doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because yeah. the pipeline exploded during the 30 days of night, and the whole town yeah. burned down. No, now it's now it's 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 called by its native name now, which is Utkiavik. Oh, that's really cool. It's now Utkiavik, Alaska. Oh, don't okay. tell you you never learn anything. <laughs> Utkiavik. I was I was waiting for you to be one of those guys that got really mad when they changed the name to the native name. No, I think it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't give a shit. It's more fun to pronounce than Barrow. Barrow sounds like a wheelbarrow. I don't even care. In any case, I don't think Barrow is a village. I think it's a town. It's like 4,000 people. Town. I mean, per the sign at the beginning of the movie, it's only like 800 people. That's wrong. All right. Well, fine. Maybe it was in 2007. Official population. They have a blue turf football field. There was like an NFL channel documentary about their high school football team. Huh. Barrow High School. All this shit. Why was there a Cargill documentary about Barrow High School? I don't know. I think it's because it's like the I, there was something special about them having a high school football team, given their like size and latitude. I don't fucking know their size. Ben Roethlisberger it. is from the size of their players warranted a, a documentary. <laughs> absolute they are units. absolute units. <laughs> <laughs> they have oh, a bunch goodness. of Yetis on the offensive line. All right, what did I miss in the plot? The vampires happen. Yeah, they kill I a lot mean, of people. I said they kill all point. the villagers. The setup is the important part, and the ending is the important part. And to your point, that is exactly what you did. The middle you part did a is good just job. a siege movie. Yeah, you yeah. did a good job. So, okay. uh, th- th- this movie is weird because it jumps around in time wildly. It's just like 14 days later. 
It doesn't jump around in time. It just progresses in time yeah. wildly. Yeah, but at weird. Like, it's hard to keep track of how many days have passed with them in an attic. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. hit our famous segment first. What in the fuck subgenre of horror does this thing fit into? I don't think this is one, but it absolutely needs to be vampires. Bam. Did it. Mine. Yeah, vampires. That's true. Jake? I- to be clear, vampires is a subgenre, just not on our list, which is, as I understand it, the official Library of Congress horror movie subgenre list. It is. Vampire is, in fact, number 34 on our list. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but notably, it, it we have vampire, not vampires, and there are more than one vampire. Is it vampire with a Y? Yeah, vampire. You mean a W? No, V-A-M-P-Y-R-E. Oh, what about a W-A-M-P-Y-R-E? W-A-M-P-Y-R-E. Yeah. Mark, how many differentiators do we have here? Uh, it's just V A M P I R E. I think that's what this S one is. This one, these are just. This vampires. is quite an American take, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's all. That's it. Uh, uh, I'm gonna float one out there. Romance. If you have a serious one, Jack, say yours yeah. first. Romance. I don't have a serious one. Romance. Okay. I think this is why this movie works as well as it does, oh, and God. I'm gonna defend this to the death. This Rating is a zombie spoilers. Movie. A zombie movie. This is a zombie uh, movie. I disagree. I don't. I mean. Like it's the same argument you could have about I Am Legend being a zombie movie. It they is. think and they it act. is. That's not what zombies are. No, but what the but trappings of a zombie movie? Sub is- sub genres, Jack. You got to get detailed. Sub genre zombies. Yeah, exactly. Sub sub genre. Then we could talk about it. Okay. The the zombie aspect of this movie is a that a town is taken over by an outside force that seems to multiply whenever anyone is killed. The zombie aspect of this movie is that this plays out exactly like a zombie movie. Yeah, they're they're yeah, unkillable. Exactly. This is, this is, is what a this is. That has yeah, no, it's a good vampires point. instead of zombies. Mark, yeah. I I good point. It's I fair. I wasn't thinking about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, Mark made a good point. <laughs> we should get some. We should get I don't know how to proceed. Music for this. I don't know how to proceed. We could just end. You guys want to end? You guys want to go the drink? Podcast. Let's go okay, drink. Cool. Okay, and well, not just this episode. I mean the podcast. This has been episode. This is the last episode of the Andy. Tune in next week when we change to romantic comedies. A to Z Rom- romance. A to Z rom com cast. <laughs> yeah. I like that I still threw in horror when I said A to Z horror rom com. <laughs> Fuck, we should do a draft of horror rom coms. We should. There's like three. Someday. There's, I, I can well, there are three of us, and Mark. Spring. And we already did spring. That one where rom-coms the guy gets a, a handy in a pool. Ooh, Life After Beth. Life After Beth, that's a television show, but. No, it's not. That's a uh, you just watched movie this movie. Oh, you yeah. just watched this movie, and you're arguing that it's a television <laughs> yeah, I was show. Within the last uh, I was thinking of iZombie, because I've been watching that a little bit that recently. That has nothing to do with anything. No, I know. <laughs> oh, my fuck. There are no other subgenres that I think this fits into. Okay, let's get into it. What does this movie do right? Uh, aesthetic. Yeah, the overall beautiful. aesthetic of this movie is beautiful. They do it like a graphic novel. Like, this is from a series. I don't know if it's... What do you call it? It's comic. It's a graphic novel. It's it a is a graphic novel. novel. I don't think it's a novel. I think it's serialized. There are, like, multiple things. Is that still a graphic novel? Yep. Uh, it's no- graphic novel-esque. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I think there are three 30 Days of Night things. Yes. Or okay. a comic book. Whatever you want to call it, it's Yes. That. It's that. And I think they do a tremendous job of making it feel like that. They do. And there's so much that goes into the actual cinematography here the overhead yeah. shot of the guy like the straight down third okay. person of okay. him running through yeah. the town mm-hmm. is amazing 
Uh, there are a, just such a cool. There shot. are a cornucopia, Jack, of great shots here. Like one of the first shots of the in the film where the strangers coming in from like the ghost ship looking yeah. thing logged in ice. It's yeah. amazing, and that's yeah. a tone setter. And then you just get treated to a bunch of those throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, and this movie is shot. It, it's bizarre. It's shot in Alaska and New Zealand. Yeah, I think primarily I, is it New even Zealand. Shot in Alaska. I think it's primarily uh, New Zealand. At yeah, least. there's a if few shots ex- in Alaska. Okay, but oh, okay. it is shot in Alaska and New Zealand. It's, like it's mostly New Zealand. Which is weird because there's well, and yeah, nowhere that's all the, all the actors and actresses are Australian. That's not true at all. What? All the actors and actresses are Australian and New Zealand, or not oh, okay. all, but most. Many of them are. Yeah, is, except is, the leads. I was gonna say, is Jay Hard fucking Aussie? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> okay, good. And Melissa George isn't Aussie or New Zealand. I thought Kiwi she was either. Is she? I thought she was. Is I Melissa thought she George? Was I actually also think Danny Houston is. Or I thought she was Australian. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Shit. She uh, just went like five spots up Jack's bill, Jack's list. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dude, I forget about Melissa George. She is delightful. I mean, She's cutie. Yeah, and she does great work in this movie. The cast overall in this movie. I'm so going to jump to the next one. Yeah. Cast overall in this movie is great. Notably, one of the best Ben Foster roles. I fucking love Ben Foster. Fucking love, huh? So much. <laughs> Seriously, what? he's one of the most underrated actors. He doesn't get cast in very much shit, but every time I see him, I love whatever he's in. Give and me two am... other great performances by Ben Foster. And Mark, for the listener, who is Ben Foster in this movie? Ben Foster is the stranger. He's the dude who walks in and he says the most uh, the line that has stuck with me. I've seen this movie dozens of times. I think we at this didn't point. get what? into that. Hold we didn't on. get into that. Hold How did we on. miss this? How did you just Whoa. let that go over? Well, you guys are very self centered. You never asked me about myself when we were. Hey, Mark, about this let's let. Hey, listener, we're pausing. Okay, we're now going to go back in time. Okay. Mark, how many times have you seen this movie? Dozens. Um, okay, so let's talk about that. I saw the uh, midnight premiere the day it came out. And then yeah, that's I the only thing the DVD, you mentioned. And then since it was one of like, I owned this and Superbad and uh, The Matrix. I think that was like my, that was my trifecta. <laughs> what a weird collection. Okay. Um, so if ever there wasn't anything on TV and I was doing homework, I would just throw this thing on. So it was on frequently in the so background. So now, Mark, I'm not trying to incriminate you here. But this was around the time that I know you to have had an external hard drive with hours of movies procured by a particular means. Uh, I mean, that was, yeah. But this was a DVD, Jack. And that's easier? <laughs> it's so much harder. But the thing is, like, if it's already in your disk drive, <laughs> okay. you just turn that, it on and there's the answer. Playing. Mark just never opened his disk drive. Oh, my Between God. Between the year 2007 well, and the, the year 2011, thing, like, Mark never it, opened his disk drive. I mean, yeah, it's also just a good movie, so, like, I'm never going to just... Especially because in Salt Lake, it's winter for, like, seven months in a row, so you can just, like, watch this, and it's on brand. Anytime between October and June, you're good. Fuck. I don't live in Salt Lake, so I'm not qualified to argue with you about Salt Lake We exist in the exact same biome. But... It's the same as it is here. No, it's more wintry here. No, it's higher in elevation. Oh, my God. (laughs) We are both Great Basin-esque mile... Salt Lake is slightly less in a rain shadow than Boise. Yeah, yeah, we're wetter here. We have more snow. A That's little why. bit. That's what I'm talking barely, about. barely any. They're both great basin. I'm glad mountains. we embarked on this exercise, Mark. Okay, hold on. I want to berate Mark for a second here. Yay, you cool. had every opportunity to get into that because you said all of the things that you had said. The listener will remember, and then you just chose not to go into the "I have seen this dozens of times" part of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, but, okay. I'm uh, done. I mean, I did then bring it up almost immediately after our famous segments of thirty second plot synopsis and subcategories. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Ten minutes later, you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
Right, and in so doing, I allowed us to talk about me for longer in the episode. So hashtag content. Talk buddy. about self centered. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to what the movie does. Right, I'm okay, done with that. So content. I've seen what I was saying mid sentence oh! interrupted me. Was I've seen this a bunch of times. That there are two things that stick with me, and Fuck. one of them is the way that Ben Foster delivers the line that you introd yourself with, Jake. Yeah. The, yeah. You don't let me drink what I wanna drink. You don't yeah. let me eat what I wanna eat. His overall thing his like his He's character good. study is fucking weird and awesome yeah and I it's love really love it it's the best i agree movie, hands down. i agree that's why i chose that line because he's fucking weird he's weird yeah. and fantastic that scene is horribly troubling this is a he's a terrible sheriff josh hartnett well okay i mean he's, he's we're gonna get to that a little bit later his wife put a gun to the back of a man's head for almost literally no reason and josh hartnett then handcuffed that man <laughs> it's gonna be okay Jack, it's probably not. A, he's one of 150 people that are living there year-round, so there's not a lot of competition. And B, he is a handsome devil. Uh, Yeah, so but he's great no f- worse yes, and less handsome than his at least half-Maori counterpart. I got to tell you, no Utkiavik sheriff is going to look like Josh Hartnett in terms of build. <laughs> In terms of build. Build alone. I'm focused on build. Body mass alone. I am focused on build alone, so this uh, is I'm not... I'm going to go with he's. they're not going to look alike in terms of beauty products either. Josh Hartnett is a very pretty... There's man. a lot of pomade in that hair. Yeah, he's pretty. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he is able to apply pomade without making it feel like he's applying too much pomade. And There's a certain spezzatura to a Josh Hartnett type guy. Even when they don't have food or other resources or flares and they're stuck in an attic, he finds his pomade. Are you lip smacking, Jake? Are you using pomade specifically because you're playing Red Dead Redemption Two right now? I am applying a lot of pomade in Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> I got a really thing? good stash that, that going. Is, that yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to manicure your look. Jesus, the only thing I know about Red Dead Redemption Two is now there's pomade, there's and pomade. also that there's horse testicles that shrink in the cold. Yeah, is what something my barber told me. They do. <laughs> is that real? They, I haven't. They do. Seen apparently, that. apparently there are so many of those weird little details. <laughs> they, d- I can confirm Which, that they shit. Yay! For we no reason. Did it? Like I, he told me that, and I was like, <laughs> as, "Is that what we've society, always been looking for in video games?" He told and me like it, steam like, rises up off the horse's so skin. Yeah, he's he like, "They're testicles." Testicles shrink, and I was like. Is that something I, like I, I didn't Jack, get my Super Nintendo Jack. and think one day, my God, <laughs> we're gonna have horse testicles? Yoshi's shrinkage. testicles are gonna be so visible. But the, there's there's like steam that rises off their hide. What is it? Skin hide hide. Is that good? Uh, That's good for you. It's so good for you. <laughs> it's so immersive. <laughs> okay, this isn't a Red Dead Redemption podcast. <laughs> we can make it one. <laughs> Whoa. Mm. Podcast is the word I was trying to say. I'll take nominal aphasia for 500, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) What else does this movie do right other than just Ben Foster and the other cast that we don't want to talk about? The concept. Yeah, it's a great elevator pitch. Conceptually. Vampires in a town where the sun doesn't shine for a month. You are fucked. That's awesome. You're fucked. Yeah. Vampires are dumb. They didn't think of it sooner. Unless you have, you know, a bunch of UV lights or something. Well, I do kind of like that there's that random line at the end where they're destroying the town and they're like, we should do this every year. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like, how did we Why not have we think not of this earlier? This, guys? Yeah. <laughs> they're apparently impervious to the cold. They're, they're supposed to be like really smart and cultured and ancient in their knowledge. And they're like, fuck. Hmm. <laughs> These Arctic areas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then that that begs a question that I'm just going to raise the question. It begs. But. Do they do they travel between so they're done in Barrow or whatever the sun comes back up? Are they then 
flying back to like the South Pole. <laughs> Just a vampire sitting on months? a plane. They live in the Dark <laughs> Triangle. It's well documented. Okay, cool. Got it. The Dark Triangle. Google that. And there's... It's actually... Fuck, the I, Dark Pyramid. Let me rephrase. The Dark <laughs> oh, Pyramid. Fuck. That's it, an Alaskan thing. It's crazy to me there aren't more movies about this concept. I mean, there's this, and there's, uh, what, Insomnia with Al Pacino? I'm super happy there are not more movies about this concept. Is it's it really Insomnia cool. the one with Robin Williams as the serial killer? Fuck yeah, it is. And that's kind of reverse, right? That's the one where... that they, They're in the month where there's only sun all the time. Yeah. I lived in Anchorage for a solid portion of my... Uh, youth. I can't sleep! That's Al Pacino. And uh, we That's were my there Al during the, we were there we were there during the daylight times. I was I was like two, so I don't really remember this. But I do remember that my parents took us out for a picnic, and uh, they couldn't figure out why me and my sister kept falling asleep. And then they looked at their watches, and it was like two a.m. But hey, Mark, I have a question. Yeah. We've known you for 15 years, and <laughs> I didn't more. know that you ever lived in Alaska. Yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Literally yeah, ever. Since we I was like 12 years old. <laughs> we lived in Alaska for like nine months to a year or something like that when I was a toddler because my dad was building Anchorage's um, – he was one of the engineers on their landfill. Okay. Wow. Glad we covered this. Learning shit about each other. Yeah. Growing together. Yeah, I mean, it only takes whatever episode. How many of these have we done? 113? It just takes 113 weeks for us to come and get this stuff fleshed out from our users. I, I'm also going to just go ahead and insert here because we're good people. Uh, good vibes for all the people in Anchorage with that, uh, not a hurricane, an earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. Yeah. A lot That's of damage. That really sucks. A lot of damage. Luckily, not that many people were physically affected, I would say, but, you know, good yeah. vibes. Yep. That shot of the of the road buckling is fucking Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> what else does the movie do right? It should be noted that a movie with this many characters in it. I mean, they go out of their way to say that there are 150 people left in the town plus sure. all the vampires and all this stuff. Sure. It's a tradition to change the sign. You virtually never lose track of who is who. They're I mean, individually they're they're visually distinct, which is one yeah. thing that like the thing and Black Mountainside and whatever they that those movies struggle with that, but also like as characters, they're also pretty easily differentiable. One hundred percent, they are unique characters. Yeah, uh, and, Bobby Elvis especially. And the thing is, like with this type of movie, you see this all the time. We talk about it as the thing effect because that was the first movie we saw. But like when you get a bunch of people locked in a room together and it becomes one of these types of dramas, you can't tell A from B from C. And this movie does not fall into that trap. Because the writing is pretty strong. Sure. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. It's a good point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just Melissa George is <laughs> cute as a fucking. Nuts. Jack's just good happy to talk about how cute Melissa. Yeah. Can we just get back yeah. to talking about Ben Foster instead of Melissa for Melissa George? Uh, why don't we talk about both? <laughs> no, say your thing about Melissa George. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? How good is she? I I've. <laughs> I love her. I've loved her since Friends, which was probably very close to when this movie came out. Her turn on Friends. She was the she was the really? college student that Ross was dating. Is that what that was? No, fuck no. She was not Bruce Willis's daughter. Who bet. was Melissa George in Friends? You should bet. She was the hot nanny. Bet. I will one hundred percent. Wow, that was. Uh, you guys are oh, both man, Friends yeah. people. Mark, you're supposed to be a friend. I thought you were the Friends guy. Yeah, you owned over here. I yes. am. A, I mean, I am. Look, I haven't seen Friends in a long time. And also, I'm notably very weak on the late seasons of Friends because honestly, it gets much worse after season like seven. Uh, after Bruce Willis becomes a friend is when I get interested. 
<laughs> Once Bruno <laughs> takes over the group. Yeah! He starts playing his funky harmonica tunes all the time. Him and Paul Rudd yeah, starts the best friends. Instead of, instead of going to the coffee shop, they just get some barley wine coolers. <laughs> I could use a barley wine cooler right now. God. Okay, what else does it do right Fuck. then? Smart Look, I think the gore effects are pretty good in this movie, by and large. Most yeah. of the effects are pretty good. Let's pick, let's pick one that stands out. I mean, it's going to be the axe to the neck. Takes a full three swings to get it mostly... Decapitated. When he, when he pretty nice. Partner's neck off because yes. there's a lot of axes to the, a lot the, of necks. the partner's neck inside the whatever it's called place. The one that you don't even see. No, no, oh, the no, one no, that no, you no. see three fucking times after he gets his hand ground yeah. off. Okay, so that's oh, this is this is what you're saying. There are a lot of axes to necks in this movie, as you guys just said, right? But you have to like, there's the dude on the swing set. There's this the is axes. This is Axe Neck Prime. Yeah, this is Axe Neck yeah. Prime. It's, they show we've, you we've all of reached, it thrice. We've reached peak Axe Neck. Yes, that scene. <laughs> there's that the, scene. There's the just purely audio of him cutting off his handsome Maori counterpart's neck, head neck in the other room that you don't <laughs> he see. He cuts his and neck there's, clean off. That's <laughs> all he was in the end, a neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the one that I think you're actually talking about in the utilitarium or whatever the Thank fuck you. that place is called. The utilitarium, I'm sure you nailed it. It's close to that. They, I, I have a ubiquitinarium. <laughs> it's the unobtainium. We all know this, but I mean, yeah. There's, there's a lot of. I had this written down as just overall brutality. Yes. There's a lot of visceral, super gory, pretty good looking shit in this movie, including a curb stomp. The curb stomp is good. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, to get back to what but, Jack said earlier, the over like the helicopter shot as they're flying over that the shot town during just a chaos amazing. scene, yeah. it's real good. Yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind is this is before drones became a thing. I right? know. So they did yes. a helicopter. That's the important. This is point. a helicopter shot. That's an expensive fucking shot that they committed. Well, to. this I like this it. is not. It was like actually, a thirty million dollar movie. It is made that what like eighty million dollars? Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, thirty mil is not cheap. No. Well, I mean, and I, I don't know how that broke out, but clearly a lot of it was on visual effects because, yes. wow. And wow. not all the effects look great. There's a couple in particular. Where is this in the Jay Hart career trajectory? How much do they, was he peak, was he a I mean, this ticket? is peak Jay Hart. Was it? Oh, I thought peak Jay Hart was like Pearl Harbor. Sure. No, this peak, is peak Yeah, Jay peak Jay Hart's Pearl Harbor. But also, like, how much of a peak did he have? Not much. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is this is him capitalizing on his peak. Oh, you know what? Lucky number Slevin might have been like just nah. after the apex. Did that movie not come out after this one? That was six. That was 06. Okay. Pearl Harbor was, was 01. Was 40 Days and 40 Nights peak Jay Hart? Was that pre-peak <laughs> Jay Hart? That's not a bad movie. That movie no, 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 is no. great. That's, not, that's probably his best movie, but it's it's no, pre-peak. That was part of what propelled well, him upward. anything with Shannon Sossaman in it, so I can't objectively judge that movie. Fair. Fair but, I mean, you, you have to. The thing about reaching your peak is you have to lay down a bunch of really good movies in a row in order to get there. And that was part of the him climbing the mountain part. Yeah, okay. And then he peaked, and then he was declining a little but bit. But he peaked at Pearl Harbor. We, can we agree on this? I, I agree on this, yes. But this is him capitalizing on his peak. That's fine. I don't, he okay. did have a pretty solid, like, 2006, 2007 was 30 Days a Night, Black Dahlia, and Lucky Number 11. That's. I forgot that's about Black solid. Dahlia. I that's, forgot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I would say that this is still in the realm of what this movie does right as it had Jay Hart at his peak. Yes. They it probably did. pay him a lot. Um, but, well, before we go off of the effects, they, they do. Uh, actually, we're in what it does right. I'll bring that up later. Um, while we're on the cast, if also <laughs> kind of the effects, Danny Houston plays such a fucking creepy vampire. The way he 
moves across the yeah. screen is he's like almost gliding, but he is definitely just walking. It's he's fucking creepy. Okay. I want to broaden this a little bit because yeah. this was one of the last things I had as a bullet point for what the movie does right. The vampires Ooh. in general are such a well-conceived and developed group of individuals where for sure they, they have their own language, which was according to the IMDb trivia page created purely created for this movie. I assume by the same person who worked on the Lord of the Rings to uh, it, it had to be. It's not a real like it, it's not a fully fleshed out language. No, but it, it no, works. but you can you can throw together a bunch of like sounds. And oh, totally, it and it's based on the language. like what Southern African click languages, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it is okay. okay. Well, I mean, sure, <laughs> seems reasonable. <laughs> It's a lot of osh talks sounds. That's yes, they, they changed the click sounds to be more more glottal. We're not qualified to talk about this. It was yeah, cool. I am not a linguist. Yeah, uh, I want to be clear about that. But I mean, <laughs> overall, just the the whole concept of the vampires as these beings that have lived presumably for hundreds of years, which is you know typical. Some of them. Affair. But he does talk about Houston has that line that's obviously subtitled as he's talking, but he's like. We've struggled for so fucking long to make people forget that we're real, that we can't let people get back out. You know what I want? I want a crossover with these vampires and the vampires from what we do in the shadows just to get more backstory on these fuckers. (laughs) Yeah, like the super intense cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. Oh, my God. They're the hard. They're the hardcore kids. (laughs) Yeah. We were invited to a party in Wainwright, Alaska. Okay, let's go. That would be fucking awesome. That would have been such a nice little like touch to that movie. Just like something. <laughs> Danny Houston versus Taika Waititi as a, oh, <laughs> just God. a scene together. God. <laughs> That'd be so great. Fuck! Patents. Listener, so, Patton. Uh, how's your winter going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Neat. Neat. Yeah, us two. Us two. You going to go to the vampire ball? <laughs> they could have just put somebody in the, va- like the ball in the background. It would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> just just Danny Hustle with, with, with like a with like, like a bandage on the back of his head in the yeah. background. That'd yeah. be great. My last note on what the movie does right is kind of along with the same thing about the vampires. They are a terrifying villain. They're so strong and so fast, and just diving through windows and flinging people around. Unless and you got a UV light under buildings, they're terrifying. UV light yeah. on a Jenny. Yeah, man. And you're fucking set. Yeah, but they do have. It is it is sort of confusing whether or not they're super strong or just really like they're very good jumpers and crawlers and stuff, but also they're, so this is kind of getting to middle. I feel like yeah. there are some wildly inconsistent elements to their strength. Yes, and I don't know general fortitude. One hundred percent. But <laughs> so in the in the beginning parts of the movie when they're still like taking over the town and they're diving through windows and ripping yeah. people out of windows, dragging people under buildings, they're terrifying and super strong. That requires super. Their strength. presence is terrifying. I mean, he one of the vampires lifts a truck while it's moving. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. some strength there, but then also, yeah. I mean, it's, there's inconsistencies to... to it. So that's why I think it's a good transition point. They they call a Chevy Blazer a truck. Okay, you're getting into nitpicks, and well, I don't need it right now. Like, look, I call my Bronco a truck. Sometimes. Okay, so there's trucks. Fine. Uh, Irrelevant. It's more of yeah, a rig. It's a more just, of a just rig. It has a closed bed doesn't mean it's you better an absolute start calling, unit. It's you better start unit. calling your fucking Bronco a rig from now on. I do call it a rig. Because we live in the Mountain West. Fuck yeah. I, is Alaska part of the Mountain West? No. Okay. Alaska is Alaska. Alaska is Alaska. <laughs> just gonna fuck you. Nah, everyone knows this. Alaska <laughs> is, is Alaska. Is Hawaii part of the Mountain West? No. God damn it, Mark. What does the movie do middle? I actually didn't have anything written down for a dozen. Really? Movies. Okay, well, yeah. I just mentioned one. Yeah. 
There's well, yeah. I mean, there's some overall inconsistencies. I ended up putting that either in nitpick or does wrong. I there wasn't anything ultimately that I liked, but I thought were to the detriment of the movie or vice versa. So I didn't have any does middles. I put the CG I don't like in here in the middle because I there's no other way to do it. Like I like the puncturing of the pipeline and the oil leaking out everywhere and the flames. I like that as a concept. It looks terrible. It looks. I think the really flames bad. were practical. The, for the flames were pla- well, okay. practical. There's, there's different different Black. kinds of flames. There's flames in the scene. That's okay. All... Yeah. Wait. Hold on. Hold. We got to break this out. Give us the bulleted list of flame types. Uh, the blue type. Plasma, and uh-huh. okay. CG. The blue type. Bose Einstein condensate. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh God! Don't no. get into science cast. I don't want this. But I can't th- do it. There's there's different. There are practical flame effects that look really good. Uh, and then there's that one really wide shot of the town where the flame effects, I think, look practical. And if they aren't practical, they look like it. And that looks really good, too. But then when the house is burning down with Bobby Elvis inside it after he blows himself up, that looks terrible. CG. Um, they added a bunch of flames. There's clearly real flames that they enhanced, which doesn't look good. But mostly the CG I'm talking about is the actual oil coming out of the pipeline. And it looks really bad. Funnily enough, I have that as a neat pick. I really like the. I mean, you're right. I guess I never really looked at it from the from the standpoint of like how it looks as an effect, and like CG. But I'm just gonna do this right now. I kind of like that the beginning of the movie is entails the town being enveloped in darkness as the beginning, and then the ending of the movie is the town being enveloped in like super darkness in the form of oil. Yeah, we're we're saying the exact same thing. I love the concept. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, okay. it's what it does middle. It's just they don't execute on it well. Yeah, okay, you're right. I get it. I like that. That's a good does middle. Thank you. Nailed it. Nailed it. You guys are really finally picking up what I'm laying down with the does middle category. It's been a long <laughs> slog, Mark. <laughs> what I actually I actually had a note with the lang- regarding the language that they'd created is in the middle too because it's really fucking cool, but ultimately it feels like it's a bit overboard and unnecessary to me. I don't think that I gained all that much from this as a movie by having them click at each other or have their whatever glutteral tones or whatever you did you lose anything glutteral 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 was the word you just used globular (laughs) uh no that's why it's middle i didn't gain or lose it it was right in the middle i think that's i think that's purely positive because i like to think that they're their own sect they've i'm with mark they've been in existence for hundreds of years it think about going that they wouldn't speak english they think about russian they would speak their own fucking thing I get it. I get it. It's an extraordinary attention to detail thing. That's the positive side. But like, think about the payoff that you get from that. I don't know if it. So I don't know if the payoff that you get is worth the effort that must have gone into that. Well, but I, that's not something that unless they just put together some noises and we're like, oh, we're calling this good, and no, then it they ended up working. Didn't they worked with multiple linguists? Like, then I think that that's an like probably overkill. Here's here's why it took away a little bit from me. One, okay. sometimes they subtitled what the vampires were talking to each other about and I didn't like that at all. That okay. was like So you wanted it to not have be subtitled. I, at all. I got what they're I mean, saying. To, like they're just clarify. saying kill him to each other or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I think they're always subtitling with the vampires. That's the only time you ever see subtitles when the vampires are talking to each exactly. other. Exactly. No, exactly. Okay. So that's why it took away. And two, it made me so confused about how they told that bait girl what to do. Like, I spent so much time <laughs> thinking about... Oh, yeah. Thinking about, like, Danny Houston just, like... All right, so you walk slowly. We won't kill you. Well, he can like, clearly speak English. Yeah, but, like, like I just did. Like, all terrible. And he's... Like, you're no. Batman. <laughs> so she's, like, sitting yeah, here, like... Like, an 11-minute... I want the 11-minute scene of him, like... <laughs> no, you're not understanding. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. I actually, I would love it if he just like he's like, and she's like, what? And he's like, oh, I'm, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to walk down Main Street, <laughs> real nasally. Yeah, if you could please, <laughs> uh, just just yell a little bit, make it seem like you're in. I love how you go to Wisconsin. Every fucking time you do an accident, it's Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin with a little bit of Stephen Root yeah, from a, office. Yeah, space. a little bit. Look, oh there's gonna be some vampires in Wisconsin, you guys. Okay, that's where this all started. Vampires anyway, like I put too. the whole language thing in the middle, and I think that Jack actually just added a point to it that I hadn't even considered. So thank yeah, you. that's that's the only thing that took away from it. Yeah, for okay, me, but yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. All right, boys, what does this movie do wrong? I struggled, frankly, to come up with a lot of things this movie does wrong. Really? But there's a lot of times where you realize they're definitely just shooting during the day, and they're applying the blue filter. Oh, that's what I have on here. It is so light all the time. Everything you is so light. Be if you're casting a shadow during a snowstorm, then I'm very confused. <laughs> when they're in the attic, I always am like, don't open the crack because light's going to pour out. But then I'm like, oh, it's equally light outside. What the fuck? That's weird. It's yep. weird. It's always light. Which, they, there's problems. With especially the when your movie is premised upon darkness. But also, I feel like they did it. This is, maybe this is something that does middle because you can't just have a movie that's pure darkness because it's impossible to see what's going on. Right? No, you, you need, totally can't. You need a level of brightness. The whole film needs to be in night mode. Yeah, you can you can barely <laughs> see anyone. You can. It could have been sometimes make out movie. actors' faces. It could have been a found footage movie, Mark. It could have been like it could have been more like wreck. I look look. If we start talking about things that aren't found footage as a detriment, then every single thing we review that isn't found footage <laughs> is going to have. That's what it does wrong. It should have been found footage. Okay. I mean, you do say that a lot. Well, you, I mean, and I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Jake just spilled beer on himself. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, what Jack means is that a hole suddenly formed in my lip and then sealed itself. <laughs> he drooled on himself. I drooled beer. But yeah, no, that was my main thing about what the movie does wrong. It's, I mean, when they're in the attic, there isn't an active light source, right? They don't, like, light a lantern or anything. It's just that bright in there for filmmaking. Yes. There's, yeah. It's, it's completely bitch black, but, you know what, whatever. <laughs> so, listener, just for effect, like, in the room that you're in right now, close all the blinds and turn the lights out and see how light it is. And then compare. <laughs> but do it, do it at night so there's not sun. Co- I mean, my blinds are shut right now. It's actually pretty bright in here. So wow, you have for the sun to dick go down. blinds, Yeah, your bro. blinds suck. Well, I mean, dude, it's hard to get really good blinds. Blackout blinds are a godsend. Blackout blinds are so easy to get. What are you talking about? I don't sleep in this room. I don't need to get blackout blinds for this but room. But that doesn't make them hard to get. That, but even so, I feel like a lot of blackout blinds aren't truly black. They still let light it. My point is, wait until night. <laughs> Fuck, Jesus Christ, you guys suck. Next week on the AC Horror yes, the guys it. review blackout blinds. Do it at night. Do it at night. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just gonna. This is we're gonna have to the, gonna be the A to Z horror like interior design podcast. You got to transition at some point, Mark. Yeah, when yeah. you peak, um, we're gonna do rom coms first. A to Z horror rom com, then A to Z horror interior design. I don't have a lot else on the what it does wrong list. This might transition us to the station unless somebody else got I, it. I, no. I actually have quite a few more things. Oh, shit. Yeah. I Well, that's funny because you started this you whole thing I off struggled. by saying you don't have a lot. Yeah. Uh, one thing I that I am going a, to I say. I went through a whole process. I'm going to bring two. I don't know if I want to call them big ones, but they were overarching together into one. This was. Yeah, you're going to bring two big ones. I always talk about testicles. Thanks for clarifying what that joke was. <laughs> I'm going to bring. This movie ones. was 
in watching it this time and having to think about it for the purposes of a review, overly long and it felt a bit repetitive. How so? Okay, so it's, it's straight up long and is it long? I honestly don't know how long this movie it's is. Well, it's, it's, it's a hair w- shy of two hours. It's an hour. Jesus, wow. Yeah, I, I there was a a large portion of the second act of this movie that I felt like it was sort of the same thing over and over Just again. Just like a different instance it, of them well, trying to... Well, I mean, yeah, and then there was a lot of focus. There was a lot of slowness to it, right? And some of that is like very calculated you want things to feel you want to convey they that they're trapped yeah. yeah and that's good but it crossed a threshold for me personally where i felt like it was a little slow and i started to lose so you're kind of interest piling on to what was going to be my transition to okay. nitpick station but if it belongs to what it does wrong i, it does I wrong. put it what i mean the, I, for me it was overall a detriment to immersion how long it was i felt like there could have been some they could have separated a little bit of that wheat from some of the chaff. We needed to keep the chaff, separate that wheat. These guys are all chaff. I I agree with – I don't agree with you on the length because I didn't notice <laughs> I don't agree with you on the chaff. <laughs> uh, I didn't notice the length. Um, so That's tr- remarkable. I know. Jack's going to give this movie a 10. <laughs> he has never not complained about a movie that was – Oh, I lost, I lost myself in the number of negatives I just uttered. <laughs> He's never not complained about not having a movie that Fuck. isn't over 90 minutes. Oh, God. I can't do it. It's a Saturday. That isn't under <laughs> negative. Um, but for me, the way this movie portrays the passage of time is really mixed. Sometimes it feels like they're hopeless oh, and yeah. they're there for a long time. Good and then point, sometimes yeah. it's like eight days later. Yeah, like, what point. the fuck? Wait. Yeah. They had enough supplies to last eight days in an attic? Yeah. You're just jumping to one of the other things that I had, which is that... They're, they're, I have no idea how much time. There's 30 days of night, denotatively. That's what the name of the movie is. Right, and they and make it. This from, whole it's, thing. it's soup to nuts. They make the whole gamut. Yeah, and... They make that gambit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the first day or two makes sense, and then they're in an attic, apparently, for three weeks, and then... Like, <laughs> With no food. <laughs> I, think, I think what it is is they're in the attic for, like, a week... Then they're in the general store for days, and then they're in the the last place for a week or something. Like I don't fucking know. They kill the little girl vampire, and then like none of the other vampires come looking for the little girl vampire. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. They don't give a shit, Mark. None of those vampires ever referenced the little girl vampire. I think she might have just been like an outcast. I the the little girl vampire is very puzzling. She's Olivia not Twist. part of the town because she has tattoos and no one in the group knows her from the people of the oh, town. So yeah, she she's a vampire. Came, she's a she heart- definitely came with the other vampires. She wasn't like an accidental conversion. I think she like came like a, a few days behind them. She's like stalking the vampires. She wants to be a part of their society, and they're like, we don't like orphans. She was finishing up her. <laughs> vampires are definitely anti anti orphan. Yeah. We make orphans. We don't like orphans. Yeah, that's true. I think you almost just said Mormon. I did. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. That's fine. I also don't understand. I I, I get that they're they're doing the the classical vampire thing of like we want to keep the bloodline pure. Vampires as a whatever. Uh, so don't turn people. Right. Right. The, the main guy says don't turn people, but yep. then they're very, very. Not careful about how they kill people and turning people. I mean, they seem to be pretty careful because there's only like two people who actually get converted to vampires. Okay, here's it's despite why... there being a town of 150 people that get slaughtered. Here's why it came to a head for me. He says, 
make sure you cut off everybody's head. Remove the head from the body so Uh we don't turn people. Remove the head or destroy the brain. Right. Then they come across a body with the head removed. Yep. And they just assume it was one of the survivors. Why wouldn't you be like, I gave my people explicit instructions to remove the head. Here I found a head removed. Why, Uh Why would you not just guess that was one of your people? Are you talking about the dude that gets caught in the swing set? Yes! He finds because him. I feel like there's a difference between a, a, I assume a there's physical characteristics like the like fingernails and shit that you can he you, they didn't heard do him, a forensic heard, investigation of this body. They heard him scream, right? They heard him do the vampire call, which is why they went to that. And then there's a difference between a, a head that gets chopped off with an axe and a head that gets literally pulled off by a, by a vampire. Like those I think are two you're different reading wounds. a lot into their forensic abilities. They're hundreds of years old. They're very wise. You don't know how old they are. They have way too good a fucking... They go. They spend some time in Hong Kong. I gotta tell you that. Their suits are on point. Their suits are on point. I love a Mandarin collar, man. Oh. I wish I could pull off a Mandarin collar. I worry that we're we're dancing. We're dangerously close to nitpicks, and we're not there yet. So I'm gonna bring uh, it back and go. say this movie has a lot of continuity issues. There are two main things I'd like to highlight here. The first of which them. is that... The overhead shot that we've talked about at length is phenomenal. And then literally the next scene is them driving down Main Street and there's nothing in the background. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I didn't good even point. notice that. Yep. That's a, that's a problem. No fires, no dead bodies. It's just them driving down Main Street. Good, good point. That's probably one of the shots actually filmed in Alaska. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, or on a soundstage. They did do a lot of soundstage shooting for this one. But part two of this nitpick, or not nitpick, no, we're not there yet. Part two of what this does wrong. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you guys picked up on this as well. The scene where the dude blows himself up in the bar. He drops a Bobby Elvis into a box of other explosives, question mark. Oh, and he's just thrown from the building. He's thrown. He's specifically he's thrown backward. Yeah. But then he's out in front. Yeah. And also from his waist out the building. Just fine. And also like the box he drops shit into is clearly a box of dynamite. Yes. Or flares. They're it's it's either flares or dynamite. If it's dynamite, he's fucking dust. If it's flares, then it's not going to be the explosion like that. So there, there's there's no combination of things that, that if, are possible. Like that yeah. make it yeah. Unless it's yeah. unless it's a box of uh, solidified hexanes. Like it's not making this flare up. That tubes happens. of tubes just, of gasoline. Yeah, just just a lot of flames. That's all that happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and throws him backward, but also forward. He I, was look, just I, fine. Was just. This is the type of continuity error that you're watching, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" And it just it does take you out a bit. Oh, for sure. It's a like yeah, a he, bit. He gets thrown out that window, like when Hiram Lodge would throw Archie out of the mansion. It was very totally. splastic. Wow, rap. slapstick. <laughs> I'm too horror indoctrinated to even talk about what things actually are anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we move on is the ending in general, which is sort of something I feel like this this tails into what Jake started this segment with. I feel like this movie does feel long because the ending drags a lot. But on top of that, the whole point of the Utilidor is really confusing. So there's this big-ass industrial four- or five-story complex, maybe 100 feet outside of town. Sure. That's, that is pure CG when you look at the external shots. Sure. And the vampires, like, don't realize it's there somehow. At the end of the movie, everyone's holed up there. One vampire goes in and immediately gets meat grinded. But then, like, they're trying to eliminate all the survivors. They're flooding the town with oil. They light the town on fire. The Utilidor is, is fine. They light the town on fire. And they don't even, like, go in. Yep. Yeah. So there's this mystical safe place 
yeah. that everyone in that's still alive can watch the town burn down from, but the vampires somehow don't realize it's there, despite the fact that it's five stories tall. I had that as a nitpick. Okay. Dad. Okay, great inflection point. <laughs> Let's great. go to nitpick station. Blow the horn. <laughs> you also didn't compliment me on the foghorn I spliced in last week. I did. I didn't hear it. No, you didn't. You were too busy shitting on me. Oh, I did verbally. Me and Jake were having a conversation offline. <laughs> and I said, hey, that foghorn was great. And he said, yeah, that foghorn was great. And then we both agreed that we'd never tell you that. This movie, okay, this this is a nitpick bonanza, this movie. Yeah, it starts, it has, Josh it Hartnett nitpicks. writes Bobby Elvis. I say Bobby Elvis. We haven't talked about this. I, I'm calling him, but do you guys know why I'm calling him Bobby Elvis? Or is that just the thing you've been letting me say? I've just been letting you say that. <laughs> I, look, if I start talking about things that I don't understand that you're referencing, then this podcast is going to be four hours long. <laughs> Sorry, long enough, Jack. Uh, the 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 guy who plays the the outcast like snowplow guy sure. is, is in Sons of Anarchy, sure. and his character is an Elvis impersonator named Bobby, and they call him Bobby Elvis on the Sons of Anarchy. Okay. 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 Yeah, glad we cleared that up. They introduce him by Josh Hartnett giving him a citation. And he says, I like to give him a citation every now and again. Let him know he's a part of the community. There are way better ways to let him know he's a part of the community than giving him so, a fucking citation. I think that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Earlier, this is this is great. I'm glad you said this. Earlier, I said there were two things that stuck with me from this movie after the dozens of times I've watched it, the first of which being Ben Foster's delivery of the line in the diner. The second of which is that exact thing. I, I kind of really like that aspect. Yeah. That, Josh Hartnett's like, look, I need to remind him that he's part. He lives on the outskirts specifically. He barely part of the northernmost town of the United States. He's he's about as far from society as you can get. You need to remind him that he's part of society. I kind of really like that. Go out there and bring him a stew. Don't fucking bring him a stew. A stew? <laughs> yeah, Shut up a, with stew. a stew. Bring him a stew. <laughs> oh. Hey, bud. I made you this nice slam stew. Enjoy your thirty days of night. Yeah. Fuck, you don't need to inconvenience <laughs> the man. Plus, his job is transportation-based. He's going to get DOT dinged for that. Every citation adds the fuck up, man. Plus, that's a chemical spill. Now he's got the DEA on his ass. You fucked this guy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he lives his life. At, at, at that point, he's living in an adversarial way. In order to communicate with him, you need to do these things that are sort of combative, you know? <laughs> totally, Mark. Totally. I, I'm I'm disagreeing with you. I think that's a neat pick. I really like that aspect of the character thing. Okay, give him a citation for jaywalking, not for a chemical spill. That's gonna fuck him in his. You business. can't jaywalk if there are if there are no roads. Okay. So, but that'd be a funnier joke if you're writing for a citation for a thing that, that you can't enforce. Barely exists. That's yeah. Better. Mm. Write him a citation mm. for making bad cobbler. I you, don't know. You fucked him. Well, that's not against the law. It's it is. In this also, town. I said DEA. I meant DEQ. But that's. I fine. don't give a shit, Jack. <laughs> If I thought the, you meant the EPA, which is close. Yeah, there's is. a lot of TLAs, you know. The the drug enforcement agency is gonna get mad. You, sp- you spilled They're oil, mad. and we're mad at you. We're gonna fly some agents all the way up to Barrow, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy gets so upset that his helicopter's ruined, and like I get it. Well, that's your business. It's his bird, Jack. But if that's your fucking business, you should have insurance on your goddamn helicopter. But he's gonna lose so much time. Uh, well, he's not. No, peak, he's not. He has a tourism month to season is in the, the middle of the night. He needs to be flying that bird. No, dude. he can't be flying the bird. All the tourists have left. Doesn't it was matter. shuttered. No, he but put he, it away. No, but he needs to fly. That type of person he just needs to is, soar. Yeah, that's their <laughs> no, livelihood do, in more ways than one. Sing, Jack. God damn it! You ever heard the song <laughs> Freebird? You ever listen to Freebird? 
I have an addendum. I have an addendum nitpick to this. Fuck. They, they've put a fucking helicopter through the meat grinder, whatever, the muffin grinder is what they call it. Uh, and the thing that survives <laughs> is his I have a neat pick headphones. with muffin grinder. A neat pick. <laughs> the, it's a muffin the, grinder. This isn't a neat pick. This is just a nitpick. No, the it's thing a that survives. Pick. You put a fucking helicopter through, and the thing that survives is the headphones. Yeah, it's that's like the, not what happens. That's the, it's literally sitting on top. That's how we know it's the helicopter pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Having a way to know something was in there. It it churns through everything that's bigger than the size of a muffin, and <laughs> sure. each headphone side is the size of a muffin exactly. So it's fine. Okay. Jesus. Redacted. Neat pick. I have one. Let's talk about the day night cycle. So, Let's. Okay. So one day after the thirty days of night, your day is going to be about what fifteen minutes long. Tops? Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Well, I have a. Ta- I have a. Yes, I have a connected point to make after you finish. It's not so. just day now. It's not Continue. just like, and now we're exactly. there. Well, okay, no, I'm going to make it right now. One of my nitpicks was they went and like watched the sunset that is then going to lead to their 30 days of no sunrise, and it is sinking into the horizon like vertically. vertically. Yes. The way that's going to work for weeks leading up is, is it it's going to be, you're basically seeing the sun like form a and halo it's around it's your horizon. Down. It's high noon. Yeah, yeah. it's going Boom, green flash style straight down. That shit would be like over here, barely, barely, barely over hours sinking beyond the horizon. Okay, so yeah, we're all saying the same thing. The reason this is a bigger nitpick than I think you guys realize is because you might you might have thirty days of night of pure night. But then you have the thing is you have you have probably thirty days on either side of that buffer. Almost all night is only like an hour long. Oh right. Yeah, no, it's not like the town clears out the day but it's not like normal Mark. days and then all of a sudden boom night no i have this trust me i am too. abundantly aware of how the day night cycle works so realistically these vampires you you got 30 days of night but you also have like uh, probably 90 days 100 of days pretty significant twilight yes yeah you know where they saying? just need to lay low for like a, an hour a day right and they can no the vampires could have invaded for i mean the, the entirety of winter idiots yeah you got you i mean ultimately you got like six months to do your dirty work why didn't they try this I mean, earlier? Frankly, they're, 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 they should be talking about like 94% of night over the course of four months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. They, they, I mean, in fairness, they barely realized they could do this to Barrow, Alaska. So, you know, the sequel, 10 years later, they're like, yeah, we just rule Alaska for yeah, six months. The sun comes out for 15 minutes. They're like, oh, fuck, this is wrong. No, we fucked up. They're actually like 70% of the voting population of Alaska. Yeah. Is these vampires. <laughs> uh, my nitpicks are chronological. Okay. Um. When they're in the big meat grinder, in the muffin grinder, and the 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 three the workers door. are having a very strange conversation about oh, which of yeah, the dudes, about who gets to the, which house they're going to go to tag team this chick at. Yeah, it's very. very I mean, and that's not even the nitpick, which is it's just horrible, right? <laughs> then yep. the dude gets Regret. grabbed, right, and dragged off into the darkness. His buddy's reaction is to fall to his knees. That is the strangest reaction to your buddy getting dragged into the darkness I have ever seen in my whole life. I might do that. <laughs> Jack, if you get dragged into the night, I'm definitely falling to my knees. Well, fuck. <laughs> You're fucked, Jack. Sorry. <laughs> what What a weird real. Why you fall to your knees? You don't know it's vampires. You don't know it's hopeless. For all I gotta you know, pray. Like, no, I have to. If that happens, I got to pray. And then hopefully, hopefully God helps us. Christ. He falls to his knees. What a weird reaction. You've lived in Utah for too long, Mark. <laughs> It's just starting to seep into my psyche. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, that's a good point. Hey, I got another one for you. Hey, cool. Talk. Uh, these people are t- constantly, like, just 
clomping around in the snow. They're apparently in the attic for an indeterminate amount of time. But do you know how fucking easy it is to track a herd of people in freshly fallen snow? Very it's really easy. fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not hard to find any of these. These are the worst trackers. The only counterpoint is that it's constant blizzard and snowing. So maybe they're always 101 Dalmatianing covering up their tracks. Sure, but the they only... They have that fire chimney sweeper thing, and they're just... What? Fronding it. It was a time. branch. Yeah, frond. It's, yeah, it's just... A, I don't know where it's chimney It's not a fire chimney sweeper, in the old which also isn't a thing. A fire chimney sweeper. <laughs> I would have loved that, actually. They ha- they just randomly, like, splice in Hugh Laurie <laughs> Jake, as one of the group. It's it's like a 1600s era fire chimney sweeper. Mark it's just a said Hugh Laurie. I Hugh Laurie? No, 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 no. Go back, go back, watch the 101 Dalmatians. Hugh Laurie is one of the dudes. He's one of the evil guys. In the cartoon? No, no, no. In the live action one. Dude, who watches what? the live action Mark, one? That came out when t- we were 15 or 16 years old. Why have you seen that? <laughs> it did not come out when we were 15 or 16. I think it oh, did. Oh, man. I think it did. That came out well after. That came out while you were a teenager. Bet. I will bet. bet. I will do this bet. Okay. Mark bet. looked it up. No, Mark Wait, hold on. Up. What's I heard the him bet? Googling it. He typed. I heard him Googling. He cheated. Did you cheat, Mark? I, I mean, I know what it is now. Do you still? Did you know what it was before? I knew I wasn't a fucking teenager. Mark, did you know what it was before? I did, did you, not know what the year was. Okay, Mark's the bet's off. Okay, <laughs> it came out. It came out when I was eight. So, oh fuck, cool. I really thought that came out maybe four years. ago. You would have won the bet when you were a teenager four years ago. You I know I would have no. won the bet. That's why I would have made the bet. Yeah, but you should have been more. He's fucking strategic man. about how you facilitated the creation Mark's of the bet. Mark's an honorable man. Ugh. Yeah, I'm Dirt way bag. too honest for you clowns. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I have never <laughs> seen the live action 101 Dalmatians. No, oh, well, Hugh no Laurie maniac. is one of the goons who works for Cruella DeVille. Why the fuck was Hugh Laurie doing that? Cruel devil. To Laurie? What? What other to- nitpicks do you have? Oh. <laughs> hey, I have Holy a bunch. Sh- I have some. Uh, I'm just going to throw this one out. I really highly doubt that you can light oil with a match. That's like a Mythbusters thing. <laughs> yeah, sure oil is oil is has a really uh, pretty high ignition temperature. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I have I have an interesting one. This is an IMDb nitpick. Okay. okay? You so read about this one. There is a f- trivia piece in IMDb. Oh, that, this is a nitpick with IMDb. Yes. Okay. With just like okay. I'm I'm just going to read you what it is <laughs> and I think that the, the my point will stand. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's about the movie. So here is what IMDb says. Josh Hartnett did his own stunts, period. Melissa George did most of her own driving. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one, yeah. Yeah. Um... I have a nitpick with that, dog. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. She almost was able to drive, sort of, as a woman, but, you know, Josh Hartnett did most of his own stunts. She's so able to drive most of the time. Okay. Nitpick with that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. When Josh Hartnett goes to investigate the communications station, okay, and he finds the guy's head impaled on a pike, okay, yep, he, it's we as the viewer see the cinematic experience of scrolling up the 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 pike yeah. to see the head at the top, but he stumbles backwards like it's a jump scare when he sees the head at the top of that pike, and people. Do not he would have already like, noticed it like seconds earlier. And look slowly up and get startled at what's at the top of a Jack, pike. Jack. This is a classic filming thing slash found footage thing where always the characters react to what the camera sees instead of what they see. Totally. It's, it's cinematic. It's in every movie. Yeah. 
And so it's a nitpick. It's a perfect nitpick. It is a pretty good nitpick. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Fuck. I'm just going to – I got one more thing. I, I got a bunch more. I don't know why I said one. Uh, I'm going to throw this one, one out there. I don't really need a lot of comment on it. There's a saying. Apparently, it's an old vampire colloquialism that goes, that which can be broken must, must be broken. Must be broken. Yeah. I have, this is a nitpick, too. That's yeah. wildly inconsistent with Houston's character. Yep. I I don't know what that means. Oh yeah, it's inconsistent with his character, but also it's fucking nonsense. Yeah, it's well, crazy. But he also says something that directly contradicts it later, or doesn't directly contradict it. But he later says, "I'm he, he's really mad at humans for dist- when a human meets something, he cannot whatever he destroys it." That's what you want to do. That which can be broken must be broken. That's exactly what you want to do, Jack. Uh, vampires are classically confused they're characters. a beautiful culture they're a beautiful culture but they're highly confused i, would, <laughs> I don't blame them either they're misunderstood yeah <laughs> i think frankly they misunderstand themselves as well all right neat pick neat pick yeah it's a great and <laughs> it's a great envelopment of what vampire culture is hey if you spray bear spray inside of a fucking enclosed not space, gonna go well for everybody's you. fucked not Everybody going well in the entire convenience store is fucked you're gonna be Your writhing skin will melt <laughs> you're gonna be writhing for four hours yeah everybody's done yeah yeah good yeah, work dog <laughs> hey question so uh ben foster best part of this movie shows up and <laughs> apparently is able to immediately know where every single satellite phone in this town is yes. steal them without being detected and then burn them yes every single satellite phone the stranger is a very wild plot convenience yeah it is that's a lot of day sucks not gonna yeah that's okay yep. though every movie needs a little bit can we talk <laughs> yeah. about the uv lamps for another second yes yep we can of course we can. i felt like that could have been and should have been and i i really felt like it was going to be a bigger plot element i had this as a i mean pick. As a neat pick. As a neat pick. Yeah, I can kind of see that. This could go either way, actually. It's just one of the... I am going to throw it out there as something that when you see it, you're like, this is going to be a thing. Right. This is a bigger plot element, it, but it ends up kind of being a little bit of a red herring. It's a reverse Chekhov's UV light. Yes, it's, it is. It, it is It is a red herring for the most part, but I actually think that it does provide a subtle plot point where I think a lot of people struggle. I've had this conversation actually with a bunch of the my friends who saw this at the uh, like midnight premiere. You don't have any like, other what? friends. Stop lying. So twenty Why? years ago, you had a conversation. <laughs> Why didn't he, like, so when Josh Hartnett turns himself into a vampire, why does he just square up with Danny Houston and not any of the other, like, enforcer vampires? Because they and aren't I think fighting. There's, like, there's a specific, like, vendetta to be settled here where uh, Josh Hartnett kills the love interest of Barlow, the vampire. Right? Oh, totally. And they're, they're adversaries throughout this whole thing, right? They meet several times and Josh Hartnett gets away. And then even when he comes back, Danny Houston said it's the one who fights. Right? Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 leader versus leader at that point, and the reason that works is because Hartnett is directly responsible for murdering the love interest of the main vampire via the UV light. It's part of it, yeah. So, I mean, yes, realistically, there are better ways to execute that strategy, but the reason it works narratively is because he's able to directly assassinate well, like the second most important vampire. I also really like, I, I, I had it as a neat pick, what they do with the UV light, because it's not like, we just got to get to these UV lights and then we're done. And that's that's the goal of the movie. It's like, no, they're a thing, but it's also on a Jenny, so just they're going to fucking cut it immediately. It's yeah. not, it's, Unless it's you have like the Jenny fix. inside and it's gas and you have so much gas. Right. Like, I, I like yeah. that. Like, here's the thing you that make, beats you them. You make a sphere of light that they cannot come into. And have right. infinite gas, like right at a fucking gigantic station. Right, do the I Am Legend thing of UV lights like outside the whole building. I mean, 
But maybe they should have. They probably should have, but they didn't have the resources to do it. <laughs> yeah, right? I really it didn't like work it. out. It adds, it's okay that it didn't work out. It also adds to the hopelessness, right? Yeah. We have these UV lights yeah. that one we don't know if it's going to fuck him up or not. But Melissa George said it's going to fuck him up, and I believe her. And it should. There's, there's a lot of spots in this movie where people make the decision of like, look, we're definitely going to die. At least I'm taking out a few of them. With oh, don't. Me, right? Bobby yeah, Elvis yeah, yeah. says it right. It's my turn. My turn to sacrifice yeah, exactly. myself. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. It just it's a thing. It it, it doesn't, but it doesn't work. It works perfectly, but it's hopeless. <laughs> that was a very confusing set of sentences, Jack. <laughs> it doesn't work, but it works perfectly. So if you're following along at home, good it's, luck. It's very effective, but ultimately hopeless. Yeah, well, and that's what this movie does right. Oh from, shit! From a narrative standpoint, that that's a, that's a great, a that a great construction. That's a great construction of like what makes this movie work. Is you like you're struggling. It's hope. It is literally hopeless. Okay, we're we're on the UV thing. I have yeah. a nitpick with that UV scene. Okay, the vampire uh, who gets scorched, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking the right side of her body, but the left side of her face gets scorched. Oh yeah, there is no possible contortion. Was she an that owl? I can imagine. Yeah, by which that combination of scorching that was happens. weird. That was she's super like two face, but split between she, face she must and have neck. Been like, there's so, no, no, no. So, I, so I, we... I'll tell you what, I did. I spent a while in my living room asking my wife, like, point a light at me. Hold on. I got to try to figure this out. We did this. We did the same thing, and we landed on that it was actually kind of doable, that she just covered her, like, she covered her face with her other arm and did some, did some. I love that there's been a deconstruction of the bird area. <laughs> Multiple deconstruction. Oh, my God. <laughs> we landed on that it was feasible. Uh, but not as cleanly as it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, is in Mythbusters terms, it's plausible but not confirmed. Sure, I'll give it that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there were definitely. I, I am glad that you guys also did this. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I Hannah wasn't even watching the movie with me. I just made her come in. I was like, come, point a light <laughs> at me for a second. Hold on. Grab it's a important. flashlight and get in here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say it's the weirdest thing she's had to do <laughs> in the last week. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh. Is the implication in the Utilidor that Billy's arm got cut off by the meat grinder thing? Because that's not how that thing works. What do you mean the his implication? His hand got ground off. What do you mean the implication? They so, show you I his mean, hand getting ground off. The implication. What? But he, th- he throws the vampire in, and then his arm is sort of just like dangling in a little bit, and then he pulls it out, and it's a bloody stump. Like, if your arm gets caught in that thing, you're pulled in. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't just like grind <laughs> You don't just it. lose oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. It's not a, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not it was like you touch the like the blades, and all of a sudden your hand. Falls yeah, you are. It's, it's like not you like you're sticking your in. hand in a blender. Like there's going to be some momentum involved. Yeah, no, it's exactly. pulling you in. Yes. Yep. Uh, next one. It's weird that his name is Eben and not Evan. Oh my e- god. Oh, well, the funny thing is, I thought it was when I like started. I thought it was Eben because I know people <laughs> with E B E N pronounced Eben. Wow. Yeah. This is Eben. Are they odd? Olison. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Do you know any okay. Evans? Even? Evans, a yeah. very odd person. Or is he level headed? Anyways, I'm the, drink. the next I'm one drink. was that I find it very weird that Eben calls his grandma Helen. His name's Eben. Eben calls his grandma Helen. Do, I thought they might be like half brothers or something. I had no idea why he was calling his grandmother Helen. Maybe now, that's how it works. Maybe they are half brothers. But that whole at the same time, I do call my grandmother Jeannie. Okay. Well, you're a fancy lad. And you know <laughs> you, who's not a fancy you lad? You also don't call your mom or your dad mom and dad. I call my dad Pops. Uh, sort of. 
but you call Papa your Diddy Pop. you don't call I your call mom mom. I call my, no, I don't call my yeah, mom see? mom. Yeah, yeah, you have a different thing. Okay, okay, different thing. Cool. He's got a different, different thing for different folks. Neat pick. I still uh, thought it next was up, next up. If you get severe sundowning, maybe don't live in Barrow, Alaska. <laughs> That'd be bad. <laughs> That's just not that a good idea. That dude seems like he should probably migrate south for the winter. Well, no. If you do get extreme sundowning, maybe live in Barrow, Alaska, but not all year. Just well, not yeah, yeah, no, that's what night. I'm saying. He can live in Barrow, Alaska. That's fine. During the summer. Not during the 30 days of night period. Yeah, yeah live, in Barrow, live in Barrow, Alaska and fucking Antarctica. Yeah. Be a scientist. Yeah. Yeah, I just, don't know. just swap places. Just move yeah. to the opposite side of the planet. That's all we're suggesting. Mm-hmm. Why did they leave to go to the muffin grinder from the sheriff's station? <laughs> oh, because uh, we already covered this. It's because the vampires somehow don't realize that it exists. I, but... Even the sheriff's station has to have so many arms. You have so, so, so many, many arms for of you. either flares or dynamite. <laughs> You're so much better <laughs> off in the sheriff's station. I mean, it's probably easier to secure the utilidor. I, I don't that know. They do have a giant meat grinder in there. Uh, also, for a town that's running entirely off of generator because the power line got got cut, why are they running the muffin grinder? That thing takes so much electricity. That They're cannot be running off I, I don't. That I, cannot no, that's be not, off that's not Jenny powered. No chance, dude. I mean, that Jenny has yeah, to be just gener- powered the by the pipeline. would be able to run that for yeah. four seconds. <laughs> that's, I mean, I guess a coal power plant is a Jenny. So, yes, that is <laughs> running off is. a generator. It kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. While they're in the Utilidor on that topic, he's looking out the window. He can see exactly where his love interest is. Uh, is. Melissa George is. She's underneath the car. She's literally surrounded on all sides by vampires. And his approach is like, oh, I better, I better raise her on the walkie-talkie. They're not going to hear this. I oh know, my right? God. <laughs> I need her vampires. to respond to me. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. That's a nitpick. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah. God. What, also on the Melissa George front, when she finds him after he's killed Marlo, uh-huh. why does she assume he turned himself into a vampire? She says, "What did you do to yourself? Why is that her go-to? Why well, does like you can guess? see pretty easily that his his eyes have become black dots? I mean, he's I'm not saying she doesn't know he's a vampire. I'm saying, why does she assume he turned himself into a vampire? Why does she say you? What did you do to yourself? Oh. Why did she oh, say? Point. Could oh he not have God, become a vampire? Why did you get bit? I'm so sorry you got bit. Yeah, like, oh, this sucks. Sorry, yeah. not just like you asshole. Yeah, what, what the, the fuck? fuck did you do to yourself? <laughs> Damn it, Otto, you, you have lupus. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm still very confused as to why he has to sacrifice himself at the end of the movie. It's he doesn't. Throughout this entire thing, they that, can like you can bone live a for most. They can bone like twelve hours a day. Also, like, you know, give yourself to the American government or the Canadian government or wherever and just, like, Well, know. don't do that. Then you're going to get into a free willy situation. Yeah, that's true. I, this is my last but certainly not least nitpick. In a world where it immediately becomes a long-ass day after the 30 days of night, these vampires just sort of disappear seemingly, like, 20 minutes before the sun comes up. And we've been shown many times that this is like a barren, treeless landscape around Barrow, Alaska. So where the fuck do yeah. the rest of the vampires go? I have a problem with all of these vampires because not only that, but they've been shown to be just like blood-crazed maniacs. They went back to the ship. Right? And just because their leader dies, they're like a – now they're a country without a leader. They're just like, okay. Yeah, I guess, like, I guess okay, we're well, done with well, this. Yep. They went back you, to the ship and became ghost ship. They also – like literally no one reacts to <laughs> yeah. their leader's head getting punched off. Well, they were just like, through. see ya. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't like one person who's just like, whoo! 
Oh, I have a nitpick. I have a nitpick with this dude's mouth being able to organically open large enough to fit a human <laughs> fist. fist through. <laughs> I don't know. He punched through the teeth, and uh, I don't know. The teeth seemed to be intact, or there would have been a lot more blood on the <laughs> knuckle area from just the teeth grind. Seems like this guy just has a big you think old. The teeth yapper. are gonna cut the knuckles up more than skull. No. Okay. It's soft. Back I think there. they would. It's I'm pretty soft. sure the teeth would definitely cut your hand up more than skull i guess they are really sharp teeth i forgot about how sharp the teeth oh are. yeah okay, fuck how yeah they are teeth really get sharp how do his teeth get so sharp so quickly so quickly so that's quickly. what they're doing the, the other the other 11 months of the year is they're just filing no but no no Hart's. because he injects himself with blood and then his teeth get sharp oh, oh you're talking about josh hartnett's teeth and his partner's teeth and the dude who he has to take into the back room and shoot like old yeller <laughs> that's just the, a he doesn't shoot him he cuts his head off with an axe but also, that's just quality Why American wouldn't? Okay, nitpick. Right why wouldn't you shoot him? Does he not have a gun? It's Alaska. Because the vampires don't know about the muffin grinder. Oh, they need no, to be no, no, quiet. no. He does it because his the yeah, exactly. Quiet. Don't want to make noise. Quiet, the quiet. Vampire, yeah. It's not that the vampires yeah, don't know. Why about the do you not have silenced weapons in Alaska? You don't want to alert the other seals. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, nitpick. Nitpick. Silence your weapons, Alaska. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. I think I'm out. I am also out. Let's go to <laughs> ratings. Silence your weapons, Alaska. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't see the light. Well, is it dead Darkness come like I'm in my brother's face. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate how this fan thinks of Happy Gilmore. Hey, Gilmore! You suck, you jackass. Why don't you shut the hell up? And for 10, think of how you'd rate how inquisitive Murray's friend Jim is. You like sports, Jermaine? Brett, sports fan? You work out, Brett? How many stairs in your apartment, Jermaine? How many people have you met? Brett, you read? Favorite part of the newspaper, Jermaine, what is it? So you guys got any questions you want to ask me? You guys ever grow a mustache? You ever been stung by a porcupine? Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Uh, my pick. Yeah. Fuck. That means you're rating. I was not... Prepared. Yeah, copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankly, boys, I was gonna copy somebody else's. That's fun. That's because that's seven. (laughs) Okay, explain. It's a really, really unique concept. The thirty days of night thing is awesome. Not represent, or maybe represented exactly enough, but it's really unique. Really, really cool. Yeah. The vampires are terrifying villains. Okay. Uh, it's losing points in terms of the continuity of how long time passes each location they go to and where they like end up and why Josh Hartnett has to die instead of just like relegating to boning 12 hours a day instead of 24. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really. But he makes a voracious lover. I know, man. It's a good story. It's really unique. It gets points for the uniqueness. It's a seven. Do vampires continue to use pomade? Yes. Yeah. Hard. Do you yes. not see Danny Houston? That dude has very short hair. He definitely doesn't use pomade. Oh, fun fact about this. My wife and I got into a, an argument after go. the movie was over about whether or not Danny Houston was bald for this entire movie. What? Yeah, she, <laughs> she thought he was bald. Because I said, I was confused about which vampire was killed in the meat grinder because there's two vampires that look exactly the same one has tats then, though i'm actually still of the mind that i think they just forgot that they killed the asian enforcer vampire one has guy. tats <laughs> yeah okay uh but she thought i she thought I, I was talking about the main dude i think he was native she, new zealand not asian but okay fine i'm sorry Eastern Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, Mark, I think very highly of your wife. I think you know this, but that is uh, asinine. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Ouch. Uh, she she regretted it immediately because we just re- we just rewinded and paused, and he rewinded has, like a full head of hair. We rewinded. Mark, Jake, what's, what's your? Okay. Oh, oh, oh we're simultaneously we out of time. We knew we had to get off. I'll do it. I'll do it. Jack, pretty much same reasons as you. I gave this an eight. So really, like from a conceptual standpoint, this is awesome. From a character-driven story standpoint, that's where it starts to lose points. The overall core of what this story is is tremendous and unique and great. So that's why it's a high score. Yeah. Leave it at that. Move on. Yeah. Mark. I regret not going higher, actually. I gave it a six and a half. We're all kind of on the same page. I think I just docked it an extra point or so because it was originally a comic book. But the point is, like, the, the reason behind this movie was the dude wrote it as a screenplay, couldn't get it made. And then made it, it into, into a, comic, a comic, book. comic book, yeah. And then once it was a comic book... The film one of the uh, one of the film studios he originally proposed it to was like okay yeah we can see this as movie and we never talked about how Raimi's influence on this movie and it's so apparent okay say that then so there's like multiple classic Raimi scenes the most iconic one right is the woman getting dragged under the house like, yeah clawing at the ground trying to get pulled under from almost a POV perspective yeah but this is such heavy Raimi influence and apparently he was the one who like found this and was like this needs to be a horror movie. Yeah. Sure. I yeah, I mean it makes a lot of sense, right? There's there's synergy there. Yeah. And I no, appreciate totally. that. Absolutely. We need to watch we need to watch Drag Me to Hell, speaking of which. Oh, fuck yeah. I love so much movie. vomit. We need to watch Spider-Man 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> world Building and Immersion is the second category. I'm going to give it a 6 for World Building and Immersion. I think it is at points very immersive and they do a very good job of making these characters feel hopeless. And, like, there's not much you could do in a different position, right? The vampires are a terrifying villain. You're as scared of them as they are. I like how glidey the main vampire is. That adds to it a lot for me. And then it just fucking ruins it with the time stuff and weird continuity (laughs) issues. So it's, like, it's high, but then ruined. So I'm going with a six. Jake. Same reason, same score. Okay, Mark. So true to form, we flippy-floppied. I gave this an eight and a half. Wow! Uh, yeah, too uh, much to bullshit points, here. Bullshit, bo- point, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. The we whatever. If you average our story in immersion, we <laughs> always do this. You guys, yes. you guys always give it better in story, and I always give it. better That's in not true. I think it's wholly random which one is higher. There's no way to know, though. There is absolutely, but, literally, no way to know. Continue, Mark. Is, I mean, whatever. It's pretty common that we flippy floppy. Anyways, the the reasons this isn't higher in immersion is that. There are a lot of continuity, a, co- a lot of continuity issues, and there are wibbly wobbly, timey wimey things that take you out for like an instant of like. And it's long. We're on day twenty eight. What the fuck is going on? Uh, I disagree with your use of that term. I think that term should only be used to describe knowing, <laughs> like knowing fucked up continuity issues. Like, you know what I mean? They they don't intend to fuck up continuity they just do it wibbly wobbly okay, timey wimey yeah, should that, be that's like fair they they just yeah exactly They're, they do blow past a lot of like the downtime this movie would be four hours long and super boring if they dedicated more time to them just being like up in the attic <laughs> just not making sound um once we're past that though you have a phenomenal setting you get the benefit of having it I really like that they established that there's 150 whatever people in this town so that they can do the whole scene of just carnage, the flyover shot of everyone dying. Yeah. And then yeah. you still have a core group. It works on, you, yeah, it works on two levels that one and the one of like, do you know that girl? I don't fucking know that girl. Yeah. Um, 
you are you you have the whole thing that there's like the characters that are left are pretty easy to differentiate and they all have their own motivations and style and look uh so you're not you're never like confused about who's who and all that stuff and lastly like i said earlier i am 100 percent in this movie i will turn off every device i have and be glued to the television if ben foster's on screen <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I he is one of my favorite actors, and this this performance is wonderful and weird and exactly what this movie. This is. performance is fantastic. You saying he's one of your favorite actors is meaningless at this point. You say that all the time. You have a lot. No, no, no. no. Ben Foster is like actors. one of the most underrated actors out there. He's really good. Go watch Hell or High Water, or go watch Lone Survivor. That's fine. That's fine. What is Lone Survivor? Lone Survivor is the story. It's the Mark Wahlberg movie where it's about the, it's the true story about the seal who gets trapped behind enemy lines in yeah. Afghanistan. Uh, okay, remember that one? It's good. It's solid. Ben Foster has a great role in that. I'm probably gonna watch it. <laughs> you should. It's a really good movie. <laughs> Effects? Nope. Scare Factor is our third category. I'm gonna give it a six for Scare Factor. Uh, vampires are terrifying. Um, these vampires. Vampires are not. These vampires are terrifying. They're <laughs> a villain that is really, really hard to beat. Um, the 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 it's blending in with world building a little bit. It the hopelessness adds to the fear a little bit, but at the same time, like there's just a magical place you can go to made of CG where the vampires don't know about. Uh, yeah, and they just like run away at the end of your thirty days of night. And you win immediately. Like, that part really <laughs> fucks up the scare factor for me. And there aren't, like, it is tense when they're watching it, but the fact that it's so light is, like, it's not that scary when they're in the attic. It's not just because it's so bright <laughs> everywhere. It's too light all the time. I'll do my Al Pacino again. Uh, Jake, what's your scare factor score? Save me. We really need to, wait, hold on. We really need to work Jack doing impersonations into the podcast more. I'm just yeah, gonna it's, 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 a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> So I gave it the same score as Jack. Yet again, I gave it a six. Uh, I think it's mostly for the same reasons. Like, these are well-realized, scary, visceral, brutal vampires that have a relatively believable backstory, I suppose, that they don't need to give you. But it's there. There are details there that adds to the mystery, and that's kind of nice. Like the language. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's why I, had, I put it in what's middle. But I, I think that there's plenty going on here that aids in the scare factor score but overall the same points that you made that kind of limit what that's able to do are what holds this from being higher so that's why it's a six totally mark uh i gave it a six and a half i don't give a lot of extra points but we haven't mentioned about it yet that there's just a lot of brutality in this movie and that's sure. gonna like really uh, i don't want to use the word trigger but i'm gonna it really triggers a lot of people right like if, if that if that gets to you then so triggering this is gonna be a <laughs> hard movie to watch for that exact reason there's blood there's guts yeah there's so i will say i will say the solid girlfriend walked through the room while i was watching the this. solid like, girlfriend yeah this is a reference to things you don't know about uh Walked through the room while I was watching this and was like, that sounds disastrous. I don't even want to watch this. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, there are definitely That's a shout out to I the Solid Verbal work. podcast, by the way. Uh, okay. Yeah. We, we, keep see we keep stealing that stuff from them, and they're great. Yeah. Um, but they're in a completely different sphere than us. So it's, it's fine. Like copyright. I thought you were talking about a social interaction you had that didn't involve me, and I was about to be baffled. No. I don't have social. I don't have social interactions, Jack. No, 
There are there are spheres of people that I know from work or from school that I could show this to who are not particularly afraid of vampires or whatever, but they are very anti-gore, and if I showed this to them, they'd be like through the fucking roof. Yeah, it's so a good point. That's where this is coming There's from. There's a yep. lot of gore yep. in this movie. Yep. Yeah, it's fair. Yep. Yeah. Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. I'm going to give it a seven for effects or judicious mm-hmm. lack thereof. This movie goes for it. The vampires look like vampires. Like They, they do not look like people. <laughs> They, okay. they fucking did something for all of the vampires. They look like monsters. And the vampires look great. But they great. do look like people is the thing. Like, I like the I like the co- the general design of the they're vampires. No, they're no Nosferatus. No. But they're, they are human-esque. Yes. But they're not Twilight either. No, they don't sparkle. <laughs> yeah. They're not sparkly. These are not sparkly. No, yeah. sir. Uh, and then, so very high. <laughs> and then, so sequentially next. <laughs> The gore, Mark, you said it, it, the gore is very good. Looks good. It looks fantastic. And then they lose points. Then they lose a lot of points for the oil pipeline and for Josh Hartnett. I thought you were just going to say they lose points. Josh Hartnett disintegrating (laughs) into dust looks so bad. We haven't talked about that yet. That looks awful. But Josh Hartnett turning into carbon looks so bad. Mark, what Turns into carbon. What the fuck? I think it looks it's, pretty solid, actually. You're an idiot. He doesn't even, like, dissolve, though. He just, like, the outer six layers of his skin yeah. flake off. His epidermis Yeah, it's almost like quite... he's burning like a log. Have you ever seen a log burning? That's how it works. But it's it's immediate. It's not like sunset isn't a binary, th- or sunrise isn't a binary thing. It's not like the sun is down and then it's up and he's burning. Well, it is in this world, so continuity <laughs> yeah, point. I mean, like, yeah. fuck. It's just immediate, and it looks terrible. It's bad CG. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Jake. Uh, fuck. I gave it a seven and a half. I guess I'll say that I echo what you had to say, but I'll just add because I guess I gave it a half point. What triggers that half point is their suits were from Hong Kong. Oh, fuck. The, the Mandarin collar. Whoop, whoop, man. Good shit. I'm not cool enough to pull it off. I wish I was. Mark. Just uh, look, just start trying to pull it off and eventually you'll pull it off. Uh, it's not I, a bad point. I, I gotta lose some weight half. first. Nine and a half. Whoa. Yep. yep. Go. This is a what? Okay. So movie. what me... kept this from being a perfect score? Okay. Uh, there's two. The first of which is the outside shot of the Utilidor is very clearly a shot of like snowy mountains, and then they just superimpose a I mean, building on top. The of Utilidor it. alone is enough to make this nine and a half <laughs> baffling. So. Uh, and the second one is the fraction of a second shot of Josh Hartnett punching through Danny Houston's skull with the thing exploding at the back. That, it really doesn't look good. Yeah, it had, like, a weird Herc jerk, too, to where it was like, we have to, like, make the effects happen, but it's not going to look good, so... It also didn't, like, fit in the fight. The way they were punching each other wasn't, like... The, the hits didn't feel heavy enough for him to be able to punch through a guy's skull. The, dude, the back of a vampire skull is notoriously soft. Mark, did the CG pipeline not bother you? Not at all. In fact, I kind of need to watch it again now because now that you pointed it out, like I, I literally haven't thought about it at all. I, I always he needs thought to that watch was it for a 14th time. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I, I'll be I curious. You it's not 14th. We're we're in the 20s or 30s for this. Oh, movie. this is my one of the horror movies you've watched the most of ever. But the, well, it depends on how you define it because I feel like it's, if it's always on in the background, does it count that I've run from start to finish? But I was yes. doing like homework during one hundred percent. Yes, it's then it's a lot. Then I've seen this many many times. You are a weird weird person. <laughs> that okay, we should gotta, surprise no one. We that should surprise none of you. No, it doesn't surprise me, Mark. Wow, we got exactly. I, I'll be curious uh, to know what this you think movie, about the pipeline on, on your on next balance, viewing. This, 
on balance, this movie looks phenomenally good. And as I, I honestly, I went into this thinking like, okay, it's going to be like a seven or an eight. And then I was, as I was watching it specifically yeah. with our ratings, seven in or mind, I was like, what am I going to knock this for? And as I watched the entire thing, I was like, okay, so that outdoor shot's bad. And the shot of his head exploding is not great. And then outside of that, like, honestly, you, you circled in on the la- the final shot of the movie where he dis- disintegrates. I actually think that looks really good. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's in line pretty it, it's really well in like lined up with what the happens to the girl vampire when the uv light is shown on her i'm not saying it's not and it's like a in solid line, ending of the movie but it doesn't look good it is either in line. I'm, i know i'm not I saying think it it's looks not awesome. i think there's too many I, negatives I you're you're you are looking to penalize this movie artificially it what no it does not look good it looks good you guys are wrong oh this god is, okay but listeners chime in on chime in on twitter there's so Does much practical look good? effects in this movie. They do actual explosions. They do all of the like actual external driving. So when it's CG, snow. it's all the more triggering, Mark. It triggers I, you. I, I was triggering. very triggered. So triggering. You, you snowflakes <laughs> out here being triggered by CG. This movie looks phenomenal. It, it does look good. It does look good. But there are things that hold it back. Overall. Yeah, half a point overall. <laughs> it's a seven. It's a very good movie. I like the movie a lot. Do you have anything else to no, say on the overall? No, it's Wow. Good. I said it all in the other parts. Wow. I don't know what you want. I like the movie. Oh, my God. So, I guess it's my turn. Yeah, good good fuck, baton sure. pass. So, we've been doing this weird dance that I don't really appreciate because I actually have my scores written down. Do you want to read what that says? It says seven. It says a seven. <laughs> so, I gave this movie a seven as well. I really like this movie. I think this is pretty unique, and it's one of – I think this is the most brutal take – I can think of that is in the vampire genre, which I respect. I really, 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 really like the concept. This movie is a long movie. I mentioned it earlier. That does take me out a little bit. I can't find myself enraptured enough to follow this on the edge of my seat, especially on a secondary viewing. I know that's not what we're supposed to do, but it's a difficult one to. What about be... a dodecianary viewing? Yeah, I don't. Know. I'm interested <laughs> to see what you think, man. Isn't that twelfth? I, I think what this. I think the ultimate stance that I'm going to take on this is that this is a story, as we all know, that comes from a graphic novel, a comic, whatever you want to call it, and it does that aesthetic justice and then some. But ultimately, there are some things here that hold it back from being in like the upper echelon elite category of horror. It's not what I would go to if I'm recommending you a vampire movie, but it is unique, and I like that. Wow. Okay, let's digest that. What's your vampire recommendation? Nosferatu. Oh, fuck. What? Why not? Someone's going to be like, I need a, I need a vampire movie. You're going to recommend him a movie from 1920? Yes. Or whatever that movie it's, was? Yes. Yes. Name a better vampire Let movie. Let the right one in. This one. That's that's good. Or that's that one. The, the Both prob- of those. No, the problem with Let the Right One In, I really like that movie, but the problem with Let the Right One In is it's going to... Okay, so both of those movies have significant problems. The one that I would recommend is unadulterated classic, but it's a silent movie, which is going to take a lot of people out and they won't even watch it. The one that you just recommended, which I would agree with, is in another language and will take a lot of people out and they won't even watch it because of the subtitles. There is an, Both there of is those an are English version. It's and so different. I would that. not recommend the American one. I haven't one. seen it. Yeah, don't watch that one. Watch Let the Right One In, not whatever the actual. Not Let the Right One In. Not whatever the. No, it's a different title, whatever it is. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's a different title. It's like Let Me In or something. Uh, 
yeah. So this, I mean, I'm not saying this is like way down the list. It's up there, and I respect what it's doing because it's wholly unique, and I like that. But there are movies above it on the vampire list. It's just not at the top of the totem. That's interesting. I have a different. Point it's to also revisit. not my favorite subgenre of horror, so there's yeah. a limit. Uh, Mark, I think what you said means twelve. I th- I think twelfth. Okay. That's probably how many times he's watched it while enraptured. <laughs> so when you give it your a nine, he drawn is a twelve-sided polygon. When when you give it your nine, explain, Mark. Fuck, you're right. You're totally right. It is twelve. I thought Fuck it was yeah. twenty-two. Glad I revisited. Did that. you My also bad. give it a nine? Fuck. My bad. I would like to issue a formal apology to our listening audience. Ah! In the future, I will be better at at naming. This is a horseshit formal apology. Name Prepare it. Hedron. Give it next week. Prepare it. This is okay. unprepared. This is nonsense. It's disrespectful. We need you to write it. You need to write it. There it are twenty. Prepared. There are twenty vertices on a dodecahedron. Mark. So I was close. Mark. <laughs> Mark. You were close. Mark. To the Mark. Mark. What yes. did you give this movie? I gave this movie a nine. Um, of course. Yeah, there it is. I just said it was a nine. <laughs> it's. Is this the best vampire movie? This is the best vampire no. movie. In, no. In so far. So here's the thing about vampire movies is they're usually much like a zombie movie. You can have a bunch of different types of zombie or vampire or whatever creature movie this is the best active horror thing i i'm in i'm in line with you that that uh nosferatu is an important like footnote but also yeah not like here's a hard one to recommend can i interrupt for one second the one other thing our entire podcast is based on interrupt i'm going to interrupt you here is the warning the (laughs) other thing that i just realized and i don't know why and i hadn't even thought of this when it comes to vampire movies but i think the the delineation here is that I prefer a vampire movie that is a lone, it's kind of a lone wolf situation. I like that sort of vampire situation. They're kind of like this secluded spider. Are you saying the character. vampire is the lone wolf? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Whereas here you, you have like a so clan cool. of things, like this whole like ecosystem of vampires, which takes it away. It, it's away from what I typically understand and appreciate of being vampire dumb that's not a bad thing but i prefer a nusferatu or let the right one in yes jack you're raising your hand and i'm sure the listener is going to be intrigued with what you have to say uh i i blade might be my favorite vampire movie but I, I blade's actually, pretty gonna, good blade's pretty good really yeah you're right. you're right you're right really you're right blade's okay yeah yeah yeah. Blade, yeah honestly the blade trilogy might be the best yeah okay <laughs> we we need that's on the totem you're it's right gotta get there thanks for raising your hand that's all i had to say is that the seclusion element i hadn't even really can i hadn't articulated that yeah and you but just I made get me the think lone of it. vampire thing whereas this I, is i do think that this as in the form of like actual horror wherein a town is decimated by vampires i mean this is this is a very solid honestly it's up there as far as the best zombie movies go jesus christ <laughs> i think i think those two genres go like blend well together and this is a and they, they, no, they, they, interesting aspect the genres don't and like shouldn't <laughs> they do in this movie and they do in i am legend but apart from that like vampires and zombies don't like what Jake likes about vampires is not anything that's going to overlap with the zombie movie. Accurate. So it's it's the vampire character overlapping with the zombie concept that works really well here. Okay, I yeah. think that's yeah, yeah, I think that's what makes it unique, and that's interesting and cool, and that's why it's a highly rated movie. But that's also why it's not highest on my vampire category list. But what I'm saying is, I think that's why I like it a lot, is because I'm. I mean, 
weirdly, Jake watches the most zombie movies of all of us, but I think I'm... <laughs> Jake's favorite movies most, are zombie movies. That's fucking I'm the false. Most, I'm the most zombie I didn't watch a zombie movie today. I, I, I love zombie movies. So <laughs> Jake's a zombie, the zombie movie, guy. Jake's the zombie guy. So a zombie movie that is reimagined as a vampire movie is like exactly what I want from this type of movie. So that's why I'm giving it the highest score. Boys, yeah. I'm looking at the timestamp here, and we it's have way to get the too fuck long. out here. It's way too long. As interesting as this is. I blame Mark. <laughs> it's almost certainly Just waxing well. poetic over here. This has been episode 113 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. Those links are right down there in the description below. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. That link's down there, too. While you're listening to this and you're finishing up with this super, super duper long podcast, grab that listening app of choice, give this a like, rating, review, whatever, or send it on over to somebody you know who likes horror. Believe it or not, that helps a whole hell of a ton. Next week, we're continuing with our winter-themed horror movies with, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's my pick, right? We're deciding to do it that way. Yeah. It's going to be Dead Snow. Snow. Dot Snow. Dot Snow. That's coming at you next week. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Mark's Uma Thurman Google alert pinged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rubbed one out real quick. You guys are joking, but there's really, I mean, that's not funny. That's just my life. <laughs>